this is Solid Snake. And you know, when a soldier's on the battlefield, all he thinks is, who's next? Who's next podcast? Well, that's the point, man. See well, all these video game movies, good and bad, and that's why it's called losing yeah, lives, bro. Because we typically lose lives. It's not like you lost five on them, right? I lost, I lost my life and a fucking next. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I pretty completely forgot about watching that damn movie. Actually, no, oh, damn. So you didn't even watch it? No. Nope. Oh, fucking loser, man. That's terrible. Uh, well, I'm not banned anymore. How about that? Banned from what? I got banned from Street Fighter for a day. For what? <laughs> because <laughs> my internet. So, all right, we gonna talk about the podcast. This is a uh, Who's Next podcast. Um, yeah, man, I got banned because my internet kept clipping out in the middle of fights, and it kept taking it like I was like rage quitting or something. So, oh. yeah. It, that's what it did. Damn, that fucking suck. Yeah, no. Yeah, that's what I was telling you. It's like Smite. Freaking Smite will crash and we in the middle of the game. And motherfucker, kick you out for... Oh, you banned for being deserter. Fuck. Yeah. Right. But the bans on Smite, they get progressively worse. Like your first yeah. time is three minutes for deserter. If you, if you draft dodge or something, it's three minutes. Like if you quit for the match... Out of the match, they make you wait the uh, like 20, 30 minutes or something, because that's usually how long the match lasts. Mm-hmm. And the, and if you keep doing it, like they get longer, then they'll get to like twenty four hours and like longer than that. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. For them this... to ban you for freaking twenty four hours the no, first freaking 20... time, that's kind of steep. I got up this morning, I was still banned. It wasn't till like eleven, twelve o'clock today that the ban lifted. So like they did it strict to the twenty four hours because it said the date. Uh, which was today's date. They didn't give a time, but yeah. Damn, boy, you better make sure your internet's straight, man. I know, dog. But it's like my internet was good, though, bro. Like I was getting good times, and there was no problems. I even speed tested it, dude. I was getting seven hundred megabytes download and like fifteen up. So I don't, I don't understand what happened. It's whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. How were your uh, your latency scores? Did you look at your latency? No, I didn't see that. But, you know, I, I was playing later that same day. I was playing um, a game with Tim and um, Terrence. We're playing Diablo. And I kept disconnecting and reconnecting on my uh, on the chat. But I, playing Diablo was fine. Like, there was no problems. So, okay. So I mean I don't I don't understand what happened with that. Hmm. Do you have a VPN or anything? No, I don't. Uh-uh. I don't even okay. that at all. Well, oh, VPN should have nothing to do with that. No, VPNs would do that because uh, it, they give you 
because sometimes it happens to me in Twitch uh, yeah. with, with Nord. I had Nord VPN before. Nord was the only one that did that for me. Uh, when I would connect to Twitch, like I could watch the stream and everything fine, but the chat kept disconnecting and reconnecting. And until I turned off my VPN, I think it's got something to do with the way they obfuscate your freaking uh, IP address and shit. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So I've been playing it. Actually, I've been playing um, uh, Street Fighter just earlier before we started, actually, and um, had no problems. I got disconnected from one match, but I think I was beating the shit out of somebody, and I think he rage quit because he it quit right when I was about to Damn. win. I had him in a combo, and, and I was about to special, so he knew he was gone. And I think he, I think he rage quit because I haven't had a match drop since. But now I'm fucking nervous every time a match drops. I'm like, fuck, man, y'all gonna just suspend me for a day or maybe a week because I've already been suspended for a day. You know what I mean? So I email, I email fucking Capcom. I, oh, I, I did actually. So I emailed him, and this is what I got back. I'll read you what I got back. Um, exactly. Let me go ahead and um, find it right here. Boom. He says, thank you very much for always playing Street Fighter 6, blah, blah, blah. This is Street Fighter 6 support. Please note that if repeated disconnections on your side of the network have been detected, the system of the game may impose restrictions on your matchmaking regardless of the reason for the disconnection. The restriction will be lifted if you continuously play and finish online matches normally. How can you do that okay. if you're restricted? That's stupid. Anyways, if you what it is is they have a specific server. It's called it's like the Phantom Zone. They send you to the fucking Phantom Zone for the server for all the cheaters and the laggers and shit. Mm. And there's just that one server that where they put all the fucking the shit. You know people that actually starting to make sense because it's been taking me forever to get matches and ranked, and I've been fighting the same people. Like I've been fighting very similar people. Um. Yep. So yeah, all the maybe, online games do that. Maybe they did do, yeah, that, they do that. They do that. They do that. Cheaters with the cheaters. Yeah. So and the hackers I'm, with the hackers. So oh, basically, shit. I guess I'm now fighting just a bunch of bullshit people who cheat and hack and shit, and that's a, that's frustrating yeah, too so. because I didn't do none of that shit, but they just lumped me in there because my opinion is their shit is fucked up, not my shit. So I don't yeah. know, but it says. If you are restricted from playing online matches altogether, we apologize for the inconvenience, but please wait until the time period displayed is over. Um, here we go. All right. Uh, please also understand that we do not disclose details such as specific conditions for implementation or removal of restrictions, etc. So basically, we just do what we want and you deal with it. And you know, on some yep. point, I fucking get it. When you've got... They're hitting sales records now of over 2 million copies. You know, I think it took them... A long time for Street Fighter Five to get that, and in here they've already fucking. Oh shit! I think I'm, there we go. All right, I think it was kind of. But in here they're already at these top levels, so there's a lot of people to filter through, especially if it's just for the most part it is people who rage quit or are full of shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, certainly they get a lot of people like that. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel like I know it's hard to freaking filter through to some people that actually get. Um, like legit, have a legitimate legit reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's hard to freaking filter those people out and kind of give them justice. But freaking, I don't know. But it I still feels shitty that you some, get banned. There should be some error code. There's got to be some way they can tell the difference between uh, a conscious disconnect or an error 
disconnect. And right. they and if somebody's emailing you, that should be enough to at least have someone look into the matter, because this shit will get frustrating. That shit, because it, it, it could be something with my connection. I don't know, but from all tests and everything that I've got, I don't see it. I have yeah. an Ethernet connection. I have high download and, and upload speeds are good. Um, you know, they're I mean, they're average. Uh, you you don't get high on uploads in a lot of things. So mine are like twenty megabytes per second upload i mean i don't know i, I mean I, I in fact yesterday i was playing diablo without any problems streaming without any problems the only thing that was happening is i kept disconnecting and reconnecting into the, the party voice chat with tim and uh terrence and so i don't know why that was happening but regardless it is what it is um okay uh i got a few Wait, how many how many people you got on uh you got a lot of people. You got a lot of people on your Wi-Fi. You got your kids and your wife on your Wi-Fi too. So I do, too. but but I'm not on Wi-Fi with it. I'm on a direct Ethernet connection. So, well, but still, it still take up bandwidth. It does. You know what I'm it does. When all y'all on there at the same time. Yeah, it. it I think they. I think yeah, you got you got, a way, they got they got a way you can set it up for your shit to be priority. Mm. Yeah, you, you can, can set you it can... priority to your PlayStation. Yeah, you can do that. You can set it up so that the place packets being called by your PlayStation get priority over everything else. Because while you have plenty of download speed, 15 up is not a lot to share between people. Usually, a, before it was enough because like streaming videos and like all that shit does uses way more download than it does upload. Mm -hmm. um, but like if you're streaming and everything, it's actually up, gonna... I wasn't streaming when that happened. Oh, oh! I actually that's wasn't even, streaming. That's even weirder. Yeah, that's even weirder because if you would have been streaming, I could have seen why. Because uh, you would, you're going to need every bit of that 15 up in order to have a stable stream. Because you, especially if you're streaming at like 1080p. Yeah. Um, you know, so and you guys have all got to share that as a family. So if they're taking up even like another yeah, two or but three the other kids, everybody else is really just using download. They're just watching yeah. Netflix or. Watching stuff on um, Instagram or TikTok or whatever my oldest daughter does, uh, watching YouTube videos, they're not uploading anything. So, well, they use a little bit of it, like when you're communicating yeah. back and forth from like Netflix. Like if you're yeah, streaming yeah. something from Netflix, you might be using like 15 down or 20 down or 25 down, depending on what resolution you're streaming at, and you might be going like one up in order for the TV yeah. to communicate back and forth. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. But like I said, I wasn't even streaming the the matches when uh, playing online. So, yeah, but there isn't really any faster that I could get other than maybe AT and T. I think they have fiber wire down here now, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, you you're, you have Spectrum now. I think you said. Or yeah, you're not with Cox anymore. well, you yeah. can't be with Cox where I'm at. It's not. Um, they don't have it around here. It's a Spectrum. It's Spectrum. Right, or AT &T. I don't know. How I don't know how freaking reliable it is in your spectrum is in your network, but like that was one of my problems with streaming, is that freaking Cox just this connection just isn't stable. To enough. be honest, it, I've had better time with Spectrum. I've been here for a year using it, and I've had a better experience here than I've had with Cox. With Cox, I would have constant issues trying to stream. Um, yeah, I haven't had that here like really at all. Any issue streaming, like just like sending the signal and getting it out there, has been very minimum, if any, that I can really recall. Where when I was, and, and that was off my console at the time too, and like still off the console 
here, same thing. And I had PS5 back in my old house and PS5 here. Looking at it from those perspectives, like I would have times where I just couldn't stream because I didn't have any upload. Like my upload was less than a make one per second. That that when I would run a test, that's what it would be with Cox. It was it was constant problems. Here it's been great. So I just I don't know. I don't know if I think it might be something with my PlayStation, maybe. I don't know, man. But it was working fine today, so we'll see. But yes, Capcom has banned me, but I am free. I am out of my prison. It was just for the day. Which I mean it's not te- the the thing is a day is not terrible. It's not a big deal, to be honest. Like, it's really not. However, my concern is, if it happens again and again, like, how soon will it be before they ban me again if they, they consider it repeat behavior? Because, like, even while playing, one of my matches got disconnected. And I don't know if it was that guy actually rage quitting because it kind of felt like that. Or, you know, if that was the same problem again. And then right. they put a strike on me again. Like that, that's going to be aggravating. So, yeah. So I'm going to just email every time and try and build my case in a sense. But with the sheer number of people, if I just don't play online anymore, they can give a shit. I could see. I'd have to like start a whole new account and then pay online just to get back on again. It's stupid. Yeah. So um, it, that's if they're not IP banning you. Can, yeah, that's true too. Yeah, if they're doing it through the IP, then that's even rougher. Um, yeah, I would need a VPN to be able to do that, right? Yeah, to get around the IP ban. Yeah. Like, you could mm-hmm. try using um, a VPN. Well, at least I wouldn't have to switch accounts and stuff. I could just, well, I still might have to. They would register both, probably. But regardless, um, yeah, that's the whole story behind the Street Fighter ban and um, all that shit that just happened over the weekend. So it's, uh, it is what it is. Um, the talk of it is Street Fighter. I know Evo's coming up. Um, I've been watching a bit of tournaments and stuff, and I'm actually going to go to a local tournament down here at the end of the month. Um, I know, Eric, you're not going to be able to come with me to the main tournament. So, um, On the 28th? Uh, 29th. It was your, I believe you said it was your mother's birthday. My birthday's on the 28th. That's a Friday. Oh, well, this thing's on a Saturday. So are you able to come then? Uh, I should be able to. Okay. I, I got to look at the schedule. Yeah, look at your I'll schedule you at something. work and see if you can't get something to swing around to get some time off because that'd be cool if you can come. Um, It's up in Baton Rouge. It's going to be like in the afternoon. like So, um, but yeah, I'm wanting to go up there and just kind of see what's up. Uh, just, You know, just, I think it'd be fun. So, fuck it. Um, But I've been trying to run some Jamie. Uh, my Jamie and my Blanca. Um, I kind of dropped on, I don't know if I'm going to drop Chun-Li. I've been doing pretty good with her. Um, but I just kind of been liking some things with Jamie. So I've been work, putting some work in with him. Um, but I don't know. I still feel like Blanca is probably my strongest character so far. So um, <clears throat> we'll, we'll see. I, I'm probably going to push Blanca uh, forward on you know, whatever you know tournament we do. Um well, you never know. I mean, if my Jamie starts picking up, then that'd be cool, too. Um, I did want to mention, though, according to um, Event Hubs uh, at Evo, uh, apparently registration for Marvel vs. Capcom 3 Ultimate broke player records for Evo 2023. 
And it, it seems like Ultimate Marvel's Capcom 3 is getting some kind of new life all of a sudden. Like, there's always been the community kind of, I would say, underground. And I think we talked about it before because I competed in it in EVO. I mean, not EVO, in CEO. And I was talking to some people, and they basically, if you're on console, you can't really play online with anybody. Yeah. Uh, you really got to get to a private server that the community has kind of put together and still plays on. And a lot of it too, they play modded versions of MVC 32, which opens up like a bunch of new characters that weren't there. Now the, the competition scene is not doing that. They're not recognizing the modded characters, of course, but um, they are, they're doing it with the, you know, the basic like ultimate offers got come three. They said yeah. they managed to bring in 1,297 people in uh, 2013. So the estimate is that it, since it's the biggest, it's it's at least past 1,300 entrants. And just the impressive thing about it is it's a game that came out, shit, back around 2012, 2013, which is, um, um, you know, one of his heydays and biggest times. So, I mean, it's pretty, uh, pretty interesting that it's still rolling even beyond when they tried to bring out Marvel's Capcom infinite and that flopped terribly. Um, there's still, I don't know why they haven't been. And I, well, I say, I don't know. My assumption is that with Disney and Marvel, they're playing close to the chest with those properties and they probably, and also it's probably way more expensive now to try and use Marvel properties than it was at that time because of how Disney's built the brand. So I'm assuming those are probably some of the reasons why you, we probably won't ever see an updated Marvel versus Capcom. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Man, they need to do it. They, what they need to do is another SNK. That's what they need to do. Man, CBS too. So good. Yeah. I don't know if they'll, they should. I mean, there's a lot of things they should revisit back. It's just, I don't, I don't, I'd just be curious to see if they do. Um, I don't I'm, know why I don't know Tatsunoko versus Capcom on uh on the Wii U. I mean on the Wii. That shit was dumb. Mm. It, that shit should have been on PlayStation because it's Street Fighter versus uh pretty much anime characters. Hold on a second, y'all. Uh give me one second. Yeah. All right, I'm back. Sorry about that. Um Nah, my dog is kind of talking. Capcom got around, boy. They fought everybody. Yeah, they have. Um, and I, those crossovers have always been pretty, um, pretty big fighting games in the in the series in the genre. So, um, it'd be great to see them revisit it again. I just with Marvel, they might. I mean, Marvel's trying to get into the gaming sphere and do things. I think there's been a Black Panther game announced. Uh, oh yeah there's the wolverine game that's supposed to be coming out another spider-man game and a lot of it is exclusive to playstation so um because Insomniac's doing it which is owned by uh sony now so i don't know and sony always uh, owned Insomniac. no they have not they recently bought it a few years back um i think they bought oh, it uh, shortly after uh, shortly after, maybe right before the first Spider-Man game released, it was around that time, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Oh, so, 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 okay, because I thought they owned it because uh, nope, all, this, all the resistance are made by uh, Insomniac. 
Uh, yeah, they were, oh. but Insomniac made some other games that went to other platforms as well. Let's see. When did Sony buy Insomniac? Uh, in 2019, the studio was acquired by Sony. Did the podcast start? Yeah, it's been started. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Introduce ourselves. Uh, I did. I said this is who's next podcast, but I didn't introduce the people. You're right. My bad. I do have Eric and I do have Kevs. I get it. Sometimes we just get into it. <laughs> I, thought we were just, I thought we were just getting carried away talking just now. <laughs> uh-uh, I've been recording the whole thing. And when I said hold okay. on, I actually paused the recording because um, my daughter's in the living room. And Alicia was talking a little loud that I could hear in the recording. And she wasn't talking loud. It's just uh, sometimes these things could be sensitive. So, um, anyway. Um, but yeah, they bought it in 2019. So okay, yeah, they recently got it. Yeah, it, like, okay, that's, Insomniac that's, that's is always cool. Insomniac's made a lot of. They were, I think, they were a second party studio because they made a lot of freaking exclusive games. Because they made Spyro, they made Ratchet and Clank, they made they made Sunset, uh, Sunset Overdrive. Resistance. Sunset Overdrive Resistance. was actually exclusive to Xbox. Um. So it's on PC now. I got it on PC. Yeah, they've opened it up. I think it might even be available on PlayStation. I'm not sure. And Resistance, Resistance Fall of Man was the great. But they did make a lot of exclusive PlayStation games, so I can see where you would think that. I mean, it does make sense. Um, so Resistance is a PlayStation. Yeah, Resistance is a great game too. Um, that's a game that a lot of people wonder if they ever bring that back, especially now. So far. I, I I know they only made like four. They made three for the PlayStation and they made one for the Vita. I mean, uh, for the PSP. PSP. Yeah. Yeah, PSP. They might, because the thing is, no. So they can bring a us. Really, that's a really good IP too. Yeah. Well, the thing is, it can bring us to the next topic here. Um, Microsoft, it it finally cleared through. I don't know if we actually talked last time we talked. We discussed that it was probably going to happen. So now it finally happened. The judge ruled in favor of Microsoft, and it looks like for sure Microsoft is going to be buying Activision Blizzard. So the question is, though, will Sony then invest? Because, like, now it Sony did sign a 10 year agreement with Microsoft, too. That also was announced so that they would be able to get Call of Duty for the next 10 years. Well, they didn't really have much of a choice, it seems like. No, because... they didn't. And uh, it's interesting because they also, in the agreement, signed that Nintendo will get it at some point. <laughs> so that Nintendo can actually be considered a competitor, I guess, because they don't actually consider Nintendo a competitor. But they're, like, competing. Well, no, I, I don't no, care about it no, either. No, but I, I don't, no, not, not, nothing against the Call of Duty players, but... No, I, I feel you. I don't really care about Call of Duty as much either. We don't really talk about or cover it much in this podcast. But the fact of the matter is, it is one of the... It, no, it is the biggest franchise in gaming, period. Like, full stop. It makes more money, a god-awful amount of money, than any franchise ever, um, past or present. I mean, it's just... Because me and Kev on earlier podcasts have have checked like numbers and stuff and like what was reported and it's insane i think in a weekend they brought in what was it like two billion dollars or some shit like that or no 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 200 no it was a couple hundred million dollars it was it was on par with uh the opening of a marvel movie is what they brought in in a weekend and just call of duty sales of one game 
So yeah, yeah, it's kind of insane because you know Call of Duty games come that, out. I ain't think that, I ain't think that many people play fucking Call of Duty. Oh yeah, it's yeah. just it, it, that's where it goes. That's that whole thing about living in your bubble in a sense, right? Because you don't know a lot of people that do Call of Duty, and you don't really look up stuff about it. You don't. You're not really aware of like how big that is, but it is fucking huge. It's the same thing about mobile gaming. A lot of people who are gamers don't consider mobile gaming like a thing or like consider it gaming in a sense. But whenever you hear numbers of gamers or the type of gamers and stuff, they're including mobile gaming and mobile gaming has eclipsed console gaming as far as number of gamers. And that's easy to understand because everybody has a phone in their fucking hands. Everybody has a console, like the phone console, right? Not everybody yeah, has and, home consoles. Yeah, and nowadays every phone is gonna come comes with like at least one or two games. Like yeah, when you buy your phone, it comes with it. Mm-hmm. So like, yep. You know, it's easy for people to to find to get mm-hmm. people into the mobile gaming space. Yeah, one of the big games out there is a game uh, Candy Crush, right? Yeah. And I want to say yeah. now Microsoft is the proud owner of it because it's Activision Blizzard. Yeah, it's so, a, and they own they own King, which is you know their mobile freaking publisher, and King publishes so many different mobile games. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's a big market that a lot of people don't really consider because like people like you, Eric, I would imagine, and myself, I count myself in this. I don't really think about mobile gaming that much. I'm not that attracted to it. I don't really play games on my phone. I have no bot against anybody who does. It's whatever. I mean, I play. I play. I play. They got this series. Uh, they got this cell phone game. I love. I, I love. I love Kingdom Rush. Yeah. It's a tower defense game. I, I got. I own every Kingdom Rush game. Mm. And, uh, so you are a bit more of a mobile gamer. Okay. Uh, Slate of Fire. I downloaded that Doom Eternal. I mean, not Doom Eternal. Uh, Mighty Doom. That was pretty good. Mm. And uh, I got Street Fighter. That new Street Fighter game that uh. Yeah, the one that came out, that's, Duel, Street Fighter Duel. Yeah, I think. yeah, yeah that, that game pretty fucking fun. I, I like mean, I've game. I've dabbled. I, I actually, I actually, yeah. I actually invested some money into that game. Um, mm-hmm. I invested some money into uh, Kingdom Rush series because mm-hmm. they got like I think about like four, five different um, Kingdom Rush games. Yeah, and this game called Rush Royal. Yeah, uh, I'll play that too. Yeah, well, we've gone I through. Only, I, I mainly. Play those uh, like from out and about uh, from at work. Well, yeah, that's what the point of it is. Most most people, especially like you who have home consoles and stuff, more than likely you're not gonna be playing mobile games just at home. More than likely you're gonna be playing on your consoles, and when you're out and about, you're gonna be playing mobile games. I mean, that's the point of them. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's a big marketplace. Um, for me, I don't. I read articles and like just read shit or, or kind of browse social media a bit when when I'm out and about. I just haven't really found it that attractive to play any type of game uh, on my phone. Not that I have a personal bias against it. I just I've tried them. I've actually tried a few and played a few. It's just and it's not even that. It's just me with portable consoles. I mean, I've tried PSP and Game Boy stuff and. Even when I was younger, it just never was anything that I ended up really drawn to. It's like when I'm home, I play on the console on the TV. When I'm out, I'm out. Like I don't like to fiddle with a game and stuff when I'm out and about, especially if I'm out and about around people. I'd rather interact with them than look down at my phone or down at something and 
not be interacting with people that either I've had over or I'm out by their house or whatever the case is. A lot of times, most times. Oh, yeah, so, that, that's different. Yeah, yeah well, yeah, that's but I mean, that's... Yeah. I mean, it's depending yeah. on, like, you're going to the doctor somewhere or you sit yeah. somewhere, you got to wait, you know what I'm saying? You just hey, bust out a game on your phone, you know what Yeah, I mean? but see, for that, time, for, you know for that matter, I'd rather read something than do that. So that that's right. kind of where I uh, um, put my time. But regardless, getting off topic, um, as far as, like, the stuff, like Microsoft is now taking over this, which is a big part of the mobile gaming sphere, as well as like the Call of Duty, uh, Diablo, World of Warcraft, all that stuff now. So we've been covering on the podcast a bit. It looks like it's finally at an end. I still think there's like one or two loose ends they've got to work through before it's official. But I mean, most everybody, I think even, um, even on the stock market, they've already taken off Activision Blizzard out of the stock market because now it's just with Microsoft. So um, everybody seems to be like, yeah, this is happening. It's done. Yep. So yeah, um, I wonder if everybody pulled their money out. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's, uh, you know, definitely people. Yeah, people, uh, when people I'm pretty sure people started pulling their money out uh, when they uh, heard that was going to happen. Yeah, probably. Well, who knows? They might not have. They might Because there was a lot of things going on trying to stop it with the FTC with Sony and all this stuff. So uh, it didn't work. So I mean now they're yeah, pulling well, their money out. But I mean um uh, I guess yeah. I guess whatever other Diablo game, the next Diablo game well it's gonna be on PC anyway, so fuck oh my god, I'm gonna have that anyway. Yeah, it'll be PC I, I, I mean I, I ain't wearing I ain't I ain't tripping fuck. Like I said, I got the best of all worlds. I'm curious you to know? see with this acquisition though and how much it's cost them. I'm curious to know if they're going to change their plans anytime soon about day one game pass with new titles, especially like a call of duty or Diablo or X, Y, Z. Right. I don't know. I don't know. Overwatch. They got overwatch also. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't think they would. Like, I don't see the reason that they would because, like, get, having day one games on Game Pass is just another reason for them, another reason for people to get Game Pass is adding value to their brand. Yeah. And their freaking, their ecosystem, right? Not yeah. that, especially now that they got all these freaking Activision Blizzard games and shit. Like, uh, it, I would well, be surprised. I feel, I, feel, I feel like they're going to come around with some loophole trying to make it the extra money for, like, you got a lot of background noise going on with you, Eric. Are you um? You have something going on, like a fan blowing or something? He turned his air purifier on. Oh, because yeah, there's there's some noise happening. There's something you sound a little more distorted than than how you normally sound. So is that better? Yeah, it does actually sound better. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Um. Anyways, I know some people feel like this is gonna radically change the gaming. You know, like. Um, sphere or the economy of it because now Microsoft owns the biggest gaming company, you know, the gaming franchises in, in the fucking world. And what is that going to do to... Uh, but, you know, this... but, what's the ra- but what's the ratio of people playing on PC and consoles? Uh, most people play on... Well, most people play on mobile phones. That's first. No, then it's no, consoles. I know I'm know. i going down I'm going down the uh, list with you. you. You got your mobile phones. You got consoles. Then it's PC, and then it's probably any other portable devices and stuff like that. 
Uh, well, like I Switch. That. I was just talking between like uh like Call of Duty. I'm talking about Call of Duty. Oh, the like, split. I believe more people play on P on uh, console than PC. Yes. Yeah. Because uh, more people Call play on PlayStation. Actually, I think PlayStation has the bigger uh, group of people playing uh, Call of Duty on it. Yeah. Okay. There's not a lot of PC. The sh- PC gaming sh- market is not as uh. big as what you might assume. So. Well, I believe that's what the numbers we looked at when we looked up the ESA. Am I wrong, Kev? Do you think it's something different? I think there's probably there's got to be more PC gamers than mobile gamers because PC is like the numbers that freaking Steam and like uh everybody does like like the number of downloads that Steam has and everything like it's huge. It's like in the billions. It's like it's like a billion or two billion or some shit like that. So like for them to have that many PC freaking people with that many people have steam on their pc like i don't think there's that many consoles out there there's probably like what like the switch is sold almost 500 million consoles like including the switch and then the freaking ps5 is sold like 150 million so i might say like 175 million freaking console players or something like that yeah. they're probably out there so I don't right. know. I, we would have, I might have to look up some. I'm up I'm pulling I'm pulling it up right now. Um, so, seventy percent of people play on smartphones. Fifty two percent preferred devices of playing games, and these are done by the ESA. They take surveys and um, do some research into how people are playing games and accessing things. From my understanding, and this is the one of the most. Um, legit statistical analysis of the gaming industry. They were the ones who typically would do E3 every year. It's the ESA. This is uh, essential facts for 2022. Since we're in 2023, I looked up 2022. Um, oops. Ah, shit. So, um, uh, uh, okay. The the average video game player is 33 years old. That's still the same. Um, Player habits and preferences, 70% on smartphones, 52% on console, 43% on PC. So consoles at 52 to 43. Um, Let's see. 23% say PC and console together. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, it's just a heavier console market for, for that. Um, let's see. It would be, it would be smart for Microsoft to, uh, stay on PlayStation because that'd be more money to make yeah. for them. Let's see. Uh, 18 to 34 profiles of video game players. Shit. I'm in the new age group of 35 to 40. Fuck. I'm old. God damn it. I moved an uh-huh. age group. You son yep. of a bitch. Um, in my age group of 35 to 44, uh, 77% are on smartphone, 57% game console, and then 59% more than one device. Uh, so game, I'm in the, I'm in the, I'm in the 59%. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, let's see. I'm going to see if they have the games. Yeah. Okay. So they've lumped in PC console here. Uh, call it, but this is the 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 video game market and purchasing habits. Top games in the U.S. in 2021. Okay, Call of Duty Vanguard number one, Call of Duty Black Ops number two, Madden NFL number three, and this was PC and console bestsellers. Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl number four, 
Battlefield 2042, number five. Marvel Spider-Man Miles is six. So, you know, the top ones are fucking Call of Duty, like the top two. Holy brilliant diamond and shining pearl fucking soul. How much? They they didn't say how much. They were just ranked number four. They were number four. Damn, I didn't think yeah. that game fucking sold that much. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, Pokemon's huge. It's like it's up there. It's well, up. I there. know yeah. Pokemon huge. I think that that particular one is gonna sell that much. Yeah. Uh, well. Okay. They don't give us a breakdown of where people are playing um, Call of Duty. So let's see. Um, let's see if we can't find that up. Let's see. Where do people mostly play Call of Duty games? Now everybody gonna buy Xbox for Call of Duty now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Let me see. Uh, that don't make sense to me to buy a console just for that one game. But there you go. Okay, so this is a survey. This is OS game old school gamers. Um, uh, a survey performed by Charlie Intel shows that 42% of COD Warzone players are from PlayStation and 25% on Xbox, which that's about 70% of the base. So the other is PC and whatever else. And also, if I'm not mistaken, Kev, when they went over... The um, they actually went over this in the court documents too, if I'm not mistaken, about how many people play Call of Duty on PlayStation, and they do have the biggest player base, if I'm not mistaken, because that was the argument against Xbox buying Activision Blizzard, was okay. that but it would deter that and pull more. So no, PC is not the number one spot for Call of Duty. The ESA is only America though, right? No. I don't believe so. I could be wrong about that, but I don't think so. Maybe you're right. Like a... Maybe you're right. But this, this article yeah. here is not ESA. I found this. They say this is Charlie Intel, and I don't know what that is. So this is flyby facts. They could be wrong. <laughs> but yeah. I, do, I do remember us talking about... Um, where people are playing it because that came up in the court documents. I would have to do research to solidify that, but I'm well, pretty people confident. Well, obviously going to be playing Call of Duty more on consoles than they would on PC. Oh, yeah, That's of course. It's a, well, yeah. this is the thing. Console is an easier way to access games. If you're playing games on PC, first of all, you're probably an actual, like you're actually like a diehard gamer, more than likely. Not necessarily, but more than likely. Because going through PC and playing games and stuff is a little more complicated process than a console. Your average gamers and all that, they're they're going to do console. Because all you got to do is hook it up to a TV and put it in and play. It's, it's fairly simple. With a PC, you got to make sure you have a good rig that accommodates what you know, the game's going to be able to put out and have that stuff together. Like you could just buy, I don't know, an Omen or something like that. Right. But even then, or I'm just using like a, a, the name of a company that makes like gaming PCs, like laptops and shit. Right. But even then the problem with that is 
it's a lot of times more expensive than buying a console. So the cheaper, easier entry into playing games at a higher like rate of like performance as far as like graphics and all that stuff is play is like PlayStation and Xbox is a console and hooking it up yeah. to the TV. It's just easier. So because of yeah. that easier barrier of entry, it's just obvious that more people are going to play games, Call of Duty, because you have a lot of casuals and hardcore gamers that play Call of Duty. 100%. And that's going to be on console. I mean, now, if your question was, where do most streamers play Call of Duty? That, I would say, maybe PC. PC, yeah. yeah. That, I would say, maybe they got some, PC. They got, they got some on consoles to their stream. Yeah. So, uh, but I mean, and that's well, I was a, just talking. I was just talking about the total portion of freaking PC people out there compared to consoles, because I feel like there are way more PCs out there than there are consoles. Yeah. And I know I've seen the statistics for Steam before. The number of like the number of Steam downloads, and it's like I said, it's like near. It's like a billion. It's like yeah. a billion. There's like a billion freaking Steam downloads. And if a billion people have Steam, then that's got to be a lot of people. Like, there's some people use Steam for other things too, because you can get like freaking um, uh, rendering software on Steam, like Blender and shit and like that too. So that also counts. But I feel like a large part of those are going to be gamers. Maybe. And I will say this too. You are right. ESA is only tracking America. It's not the other countries. I'm looking at it right now, and, and um, I was just reading on it, and you're right. It is tracking just the American statistics. It's not tracking, like, the world. Yeah. So um, I was wrong on that. Um, yeah. But according to what the ESA pulls up, according to uh, Charlie Intel, um, whatever that is, they're, um, they're both kind of saying the same thing so uh, at least as far as america and i would suspect the world too uh i actually um uh, personally so well we'll see charlieintel.com um it's the leading source of call of duty news okay so it's like a site that's just specifically about call of duty and they're claiming to be like the biggest um biggest news source for call of duty uh I kind of don't know if I believe that, but sure. <laughs> yeah. Because um, yeah, I've never like heard can, of this. But then again, I'm yeah. not in the, you know, uh, fucking Call of Duty circles. So who knows? Uh, huh. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, look, if anybody Thanks. has information proving us wrong or showing like, hey, PC is actually bigger with Call of Duty, then console, please. I would love to see the statistics and see the, the data. From what I can pull right now off the cuff, that's not the case. Um, and I tend to actually believe that as well, just because of how easy it is to access, even across the world. I believe that consoles are definitely an easier access point to gaming than PC. And I would imagine that console is just the where it's going to be at for any game, I would say, unless it's a PC specific game that only can be played on PC, of course. So, I mean, hell, we even talked about, and this is old data, but we talked about EA, remember? And that skateboard game sold more copies 
in like a week or something like that on Nintendo consoles, then the PC market can drum up uh, with its highest tier games. And this skate or die was like fucking low tier garbage for EA in comparison to their other portfolio. And now this was in the 90s, so it's not completely a fair comparison. But um, I do believe that that's still holding water in the sense that this consoles, especially when you talk about kids, especially kids whose parents are buying them shit. Yeah, it's typically going to be consoles. They're not buying them PC rigs. And you know how many fucking 12-year-olds are sitting there playing Call of Duty, murdering 40-year-old men who are also playing Call of Duty on their PC? <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's uh, that's a little bit on that. But anyway, um, we should do another ESA Essential Facts. They might have a 2023. This is 2022. But they might have a, tw- but it looks like they're re- reciting 2021 data from the glance I was taking. So we'll see if we can't find, maybe next episode we'll do more of a, a data hunt, uh, crunch on that and see. But speaking of data crunching, um, great segue here. I pulled this up and I guess I thought this could be a fun topic to kind of get into with y'all. So IGN put out the 11 longest video game stories of all time. Um, and, but one of the things that they put together here is how much longer have games gotten? So before I get into the longest stories and talk about what they say the longest stories are, um, they talk about like some of the like old school games from there to now and, and what percentage have they increased in length from older games to now? Um, Let's see how y'all can guess. Um, Breath of the Wild versus The Legend of Zelda. Okay? So, Kev, you might have a guess on this. And this is over... I'm going to just put this. It's not contained to 100%. So, don't think 0 to 100. You can just guess a number. So, Um, So, like, what... See, Breath of the Wild is a hard one because, like... With Breath of the Wild, the complete, are you talking about like completing all of the main story then I, quests? I, can't, I don't know. I'm assuming yes. I'm assuming yes. Because the number percentage increase is very big. It's a very big number. So I'm assuming yes. Yeah, so, because technically you can just go straight to the final boss. And if you can beat yes. him, you beat the game. No, I believe they're talking about everything. All-encompassing. The amount of time it would take to get into everything compared to the amount of time it would take to do everything in the original Legend of Zelda game. What percentage um, increase do you think there's been between those two games? Really? Percentage increase? Yep. Uh, well, talking about a first playthrough, um, playing the first Legend of Zelda, not knowing where anything is at. Um, I don't think you can look at it that way. I think you really got to look at it like this is all the stuff in an estimated amount of time. I don't, I don't know if you can. They don't really go into detail of how they... Because you're right, like you can kind of go down a rabbit hole of eh, like first time playthrough. You know what? I'm assuming they're going to go first time playthrough. I'm assuming that. So go for it. What do you think the percentage yeah. increase is? All right. Um, if you first time playthrough in Zelda, like I, I think it would probably take you maybe trying to figure out everything. Maybe, uh, might say maybe a few days of playing so like maybe 10 12 hours just to try to wander around the world and find everything whereas like breath of the wild would take you like 
it could take you freaking 80 hours to freaking do everything in it. So yeah. I'm going to say maybe like a thousand percent increase. Interesting. Uh, you're too high. Uh, uh, Eric, do you want to give a guess at what percentage increase? A thousand is too high. And I'll say this, a hundred is too small. What percentage increase do you think Breath of the Wild is to the original Legend of Zelda game? The percentage increase? I mean, yeah. the number? Yeah, just a percentage increase of how much game there is. Like how much there is to do. Side quests, main quests, things to find, all that kind of stuff. It's just a ballpark. Right. It's just a guess. Just a fun guess. I, I feel, I, I'm probably like 80%. It's 525% longer. Ah, okay. They're saying see, that kind 525% of... longer. I see. I kind of see how they're saying that. Because like a legend, a original Legend of Zelda, like I said, like it would, I'd say like average, I would say maybe 10 hours. You can complete the red, you can get a first playthrough yeah. of the original Legend of Zelda. Because that's only because that game does not give you really any guidance. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at it from the perspective of like, you know, not knowing anything and you got to wander around and complete it. It's probably going to take you about that. Yeah. Right. Whereas the original um, Breath of the Wild, I'd say it would take you 80 hours, but you could probably do it in like 50 or 60. Yeah. Like I could see that. Hmm. Uh, what about Super Mario Odyssey versus Super Mario Bros? Oh, <laughs> I think you fan Super Mario Odyssey faster than Bros. Interesting. You're wrong, really? according to this, but interesting. So uh, the Odyssey, the least, I, and this is IGN, whatever statistics they used to find, this, whatever they did to do this. They said, below we compiled a list of popular long-running franchises and compared them, can compare the differences in length between their first and most recent entries, according to HLTB. The increase in length varies, but an increase is universal. I don't know what HLTB is. I should look that up. That's I interesting. Have... Oh, that's how long to beat.com. Oh, how long to beat.com. Okay. Interesting. Okay, yeah. There you go. That's what that is. It's how long to beat.com, which okay. is, uh, they are including like, they'll give you statistics like main story, uh, tells you like 35 hours, whereas like main uh, story and then at completionist. Well, there you go, Kev. Now you have an idea of how they're getting these numbers together. So, Super Mario Odyssey versus Super Mario Bros. Eric, you said you think Super Mario Bros. has more. I'm telling you it's wrong, but no, I'm not I telling said, you about how it, much. No, I was saying, yeah, I feel like you can uh, beat Odyssey faster than Super Mario Bros. Uh, I don't know. You think so? You talking about you talking about far as like. Side quests or just running straight through it? No, they're they're taking everything into consideration. So they're thinking like doing side quests, doing main quests, and completing everything. Well, if you dependent, I don't know which statistic you're going by. Like because they give you lists for everything: completionist and like main. Well, uh, my understanding of this is they're combining all that together and then using a mathematical way of like, okay, this is the percentage increase. So that's how nah, I take that back. You go, you go run through Mario faster than Odyssey. Yeah, like if you know what you're doing uh, with Mario, you can run through that game freaking, freaking yeah. thirty minutes. Yeah, uh, if if you're considering everything, well, considering short. I'll say this: it'll be, it's it'll be Mario. It's a pretty big difference between Odyssey and Super Mario Bros. So, but it's definitely not nothing in here is like a thousand percent. In fact, nothing here goes above six hundred percent. I'll put it that okay. way. So, um. Original Breath of the Wild is five hundred twenty-five percent. I mean, uh, versus the original Legend of Zelda. So Super Mario Odyssey is what percent? What do you think? 
Mm, Mario Odyssey bigger than Super Mario Brothers? Let me think. I feel like it would have to be something freaking. I feel like it would have to be over 200% at least. I'm mm-hmm. going to say freaking maybe somewhere around uh, a 400% increase because uh, I don't know. What do you think, Eric? Uh, uh, about two, 200. It's a, they're saying it's exactly the same as the Breath of the Wild difference. It's 525%. Really? That's the difference between huh. those two. Because you got to think, though, with Super Mario Odyssey, you got to get all those fucking moons. Those moons are yeah. everywhere. Yeah, that's, they are. That's a lot. Like if you wanna... Oh, I see why. Mm-hmm. I see why. Freaking uh, How to Beat has Super, the original Super Mario Brothers at two hours to complete the game. Yeah. So if they're saying five hundred percent, yeah, uh, Mario Odyssey. Let me see. Come on, Math Kev, to... you got it. Do Mario Odyssey. What? They're saying it takes twelve and a half hours to complete the main story. So that would be um, like a six. Almost a, yeah, they'd be like a six hundred percent increase. Because if it's two hours for the main for the main to beat freaking Mario Brothers. And then it's twelve and a half hours to beat this. That would that would be freaking a six times increase. Mm. Well, IGN doesn't know how to do math, but we'll keep moving. This is their list. Yeah. <laughs> um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla versus the original Assassin's Creed. What percentage okay. increase do you think that is? Oh, Valhalla versus the original Assassin's Creed. I have not. I never finished I the say, original I Assassin's Creed. Eight hundred. Yeah, uh, I haven't finished. No, nothing. Finished no, nothing is over six hundred percent here, Eric. Just well, so you know, five hundred. Five hundred percent. You're in that range. Cool. Uh, Kev, where you think you're at? Uh, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say the two hundred percent range because I never finished the original, but I don't think that's still one of the the freaking um era of like. Yeah, adventure games. That's like PS3 era, and I don't think games yeah. have more than doubled from PS3 era. Three hundred and three percent. Ah, so they tripled. Yeah. Okay. That yeah. Made, that would. We gotta imagine Valhalla. Did you ever see that map of Valhalla? Because Eric, I think, had the right track because he was going big. I think he, he just went a little too big at five hundred. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that map is huge compared to what yeah, it's like it's, it's fucking big. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've never seen the map. I was just trying to think how it. much bigger. I, I I started playing it, but I need to finish it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was just trying to think how much bigger freaking games now have gotten since the PS3 era. And I feel like there's somewhere like two and, like, like you said, two and three times bigger, mm. usually. Doom Eternal versus Doom. The original Doom? Yeah. Huh. Doom Eternal versus the original Doom. The percentage is smaller. I'm going to give you a hint. Yeah. It's, it's at least. Below two hundred percent. percent. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Like the, the Doom Eternal is not that much longer than the original Doom. In fact, I would say maybe. In fact, everything else here on out is less than two hundred percent. FYI, the the right. Yeah. There's a few more games, so. I'm gonna say maybe. It, I'm gonna say it might be hundred and fifty percent. Hundred fifty percent. Okay, Eric, you want to just give a shot in the dark on that or? Uh, fifty percent. Fifty percent. A hundred and ninety percent. Oh, 190. Okay. So you're a little close, Kev, on that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Doom Eternal, if you think about it, they, they definitely expanded. Those maps are pretty big going through it. Like, the, um, there's a lot of different levels in original Doom, 
but they're very short run throughs. Like when yeah. we, me and you did a playthrough of it not too long ago, maybe about two years ago or something. Um, Are they including all episodes, like all the episodes? I'm going to together. assume yes, yeah. but I guess it depends on what the website would include. My assumption right. is yes. It's all the levels. And even still, those are like, you could run through those a lot of times in like five, 10 minutes, like a, like a level where Doom Eternal, yeah. you get in at least an hour or more between those levels. Like they're kind of, they're long. Like Doom Eternal, that was one of the things I remember feeling like, damn, like some of these levels just didn't end. They were pretty long. I don't know about that. That might have, that might have been more the difficulty you was playing on than anything. Maybe like, so. If you're, play, if you're playing on normal, like you're going to breeze through those levels. Yeah, maybe so. Um, yeah. I don't know. Um, no, I mean, I've heard that from a number of people. Just about the Doom Eternal, like how long it is from when you start a level to when you end up back at your ship again. You're like your yeah. hub point. And some of those levels were pretty long for a first-person shooter, like typically. Um, okay. Well, according to according to how you how to, how long to beat uh, the original Doom, they're saying it's five hours, and Doom Eternal is fourteen and a half hours. Okay. So that's almost a three times increase, but they're saying one hundred and ninety percent. Yeah. I don't know how they're getting these numbers. I think they might just be doing straight story to story. Is well, that that's what, what I'm looking at. Oh, that's what you're looking at. Or are you? Are, yeah. Well, are you taking side quests and everything in effect then? No, I'm just looking at main. The time to complete main story only is 14 and a half hours. Yeah. And main story for Doom is five hours. So that's. I think I think they're taking everything into effect, because like yeah. the Breath of the Wild thing, if you just went the main story, it's pretty short. So doing everything is where you get a 525 percent increase. My assumption is they're talking about everything. That's my so, assumption. So. I'm at uh, the next one, while well, Kev is messing with that. Um, Eric, God of War Ragnarok versus the original God of War. What do you think the percentage oh, increase is on that? Uh, uh, 500%. All right. It's less than 200%. Um, the original God of War yeah. was actually pretty meaty. If you're doing everything in it, like it's kind of meaty for a PS2 game. So I'm going to say, uh, I don't know, I'm going to say, you said less than 200. I was going to say men might have been about double, but uh, I guess 175. I'm going to go. 189. 189% ah. bigger Ragnarok than God of War. GTA 5 versus Grand Theft Auto. Oh, the original Grand Theft Auto? I have no idea how long the original Grand Theft Auto is. I don't even need that. I ain't never yeah. played Grand Theft Auto. All right, I'll just give you the answer for this one. 142%. GTA 5 is 142% bigger or longer than um, Grand Theft Auto. Final Fantasy 15 versus original Final Fantasy. Ooh, 15 versus original Final Fantasy. Yeah. Like, are they... This, this is less, less than 100%. All right. I'll give you that. Yeah. Well, okay. So they're not counting grinding in that yeah. fucking game. Oh, my God. <laughs> I would imagine not. Uh, Final Fantasy 15 versus original Final Fantasy. What percentage longer? Uh, it's a very sexy number. Yeah. Uh, it's a very sexy know, number. Six, 
69%. That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Eric knows. 69, baby. Um, Final Fantasy 15 yeah. is 69% longer than Final Fantasy. Wow. Um, Eric, what about this one? Pokemon Scarlet Violet versus Pokemon Red Blue. Oh, uh, it's, it's it's less than a hundred percent. I'll give you that hint. It's yeah, I'm gonna say that. 100%. I was gonna say that right now. It had to be less than a hundred percent. Uh, probably like about eighty percent. You think it's on the higher end? Okay, Kev, what do you think? I actually think it's on the smaller end because, like, if you're thinking about it, just like completing the eight gems, like, I don't know, maybe twenty five percent. I'm gonna Ooh. say I'm gonna go small. Nineteen percent. Yeah. See, that's what I thought about. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Last one: Resident Evil Village versus Resident Evil. Hmm. Village versus the original RE. Yep. You know what? I kind of feel like it takes longer to complete the original RE because the puzzles in it, rather than mm. uh, than it does the village. Because village's puzzles are kind of easy. Not that RE one's uh, puzzles are hard. It's just like a lot of go get this and run back over here and then go over there. And... Mm. Oh, you talking about the fetch quest? Huh? Yeah. Well, um, it's less than fifty percent. I'll 50%. give you that. Hint. I was gonna say that. I was gonna say that. I was gonna go. I'm gonna go low. Mm. It's less than fifty percent. Twenty. Twenty percent. Twenty percent. Eric, what do you think? 30%. 30%. Eric is a winner on that one. 36%. 36%. So I thought that was kind of a fun thing of looking at titles today to their titles previously and how much bigger these games have gotten. And it's actually yeah. pretty amazing when you look at it. I mean, hell, Breath of the Wild and Super Mario. Look at Nintendo with 500%. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how they come up with that number because I'm it's, looking at it right here. Completionist, completionist for Legend of Zelda is a ten hours, like I said, which is what I thought. When it's just what I was thinking, like getting all of the items, collecting yeah. all of the Triforce pieces and everything, and then going to fight Ganon about ten hours. Breath of the Wild completionist is 190 hours, which would be a 19, like a freaking 19, no 1900 percent increase because it's not. Wouldn't it be? Yeah, because it would be... No, it'd be... Freaking... I can't do math right now. Yeah, because 10 times 19 would be freaking... That's uh, not how you do an one... increase. Uh-uh. No. No, that's not how you do an increase. Um, Shit. I, I don't really feel like sitting down and doing the math. I can do it, but I'm going to trust IGN on this one because no, that what you're talking about is like a ratio. I don't think you're talking about an actual like percent increase. So. Well, if you... If, well, freaking, like I said, like a hundred percent increase, a 200% increase would be double. 300% would be triple. So like, it's just, it's multiplied. Mm -hmm. okay, so like, it's, mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe mm -hmm. I'm doing it wrong. Probably maybe so. I am doing we, it wrong. We should not show our math ass here. So that's Yeah. <laughs> um, but the, now they also talk about the 11 longest games of, uh, basically they're saying of all time, uh, the longest video game stories. That's what they're saying. Stories. So they're talking about stories in particular with this. Um, the number one longest, in fact, the top two are Persona games. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry. Number three is Persona 3. They're saying it's 82 hours, which is pretty pretty high. 82 hours is a big uh, investment there. And I, I believe yeah. they're talking just story according to the HLTB. Okay. 
But yeah, like tricking JRPGs. Because they're saying completionists can expect to spend 140 hours with this game, but just the story is 82 hours for Persona 3. Number two is Monster Hunter Freedom Unite. That's 98 hours long. Number one is Persona 5 Royal, and it's 101 hours just for the main story. <laughs> wow. um, and then the number four is another mo- Monster Hunter and Persona are like the top five here. Actually, number five is actually Gran Turismo 4, which that took me by surprise. Apparently, uh, Sony's PS2 racer Gran Turismo 4 featured a 78.5-hour career mode, which is crazy for a race. Like, I would never suspect a racing game to be on this list that high. I would have thought it had been all RPGs, and for the most part, it is. You have Persona, Monster Hunter, Persona, Gran Turismo. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Another Monster Hunter, then Gran Turismo. Dragon Quest Seven, Monster Hunter, <laughs> again, fucking Pathfinder Kingmaker at number eight, uh, Monster Hunter at number nine, Persona Four at number ten, and in my time at Port Portia Porta, uh, Cozy uh, Town Porsche. Simulator Porsche. Okay. Porsche. All right. Uh, but yeah, uh, those are some of the longest games. It's mostly just Monster Hunter and fucking uh, Persona. <laughs> So that's um yeah, it's it's interesting. Um but I thought it'd be a fun little article, especially looking back at the past and seeing how y'all would do on that. Uh we could definitely go and try and look at the math there and figure that out. Um at another time. I'd be curious to see if that's even accurate. Maybe next episode we'll come back with our math. <laughs> but I'm um, doing it correctly, but like I would think you've got to take the the hours of one game minus the hours of the other, and then you divide it into the uh, hours of the the bigger. And I think you get a percent or something like that. Or you minus it by 100 and then divide it or something like that, and you get an increase. It's it's something a little more complicated, if I'm not mistaken, than that. It's not just kind of looking at it in that way that you were explaining, I believe. It's kind of almost like doing a markup, but... I think the way I'm thinking of it is when you're marking up price points. I know that marking up or like seeing the increase in percentage, I'm spacing exactly on the formula for that, but I don't, I don't think it's how you were breaking it down, but I could definitely be wrong. I mean, I'm on the podcast talking. I don't know. (laughs) I don't fucking know. So anyway, um, but that's, uh, do y'all have anything y'all want to talk about on anything, any articles or anything? a mind on in the gaming stuff um uh, uh, not really not that no. I, I don't think there's really been much news going no. on out there from what i've seen uh, the biggest thing is the microsoft thing so yeah. really that's kind of one of the bigger things uh eric what you've been playing man i know did you start playing that new game you've been talking about the capcom one with the dinosaurs and shit and the robots I'm I, I, I'm I'm debating if I wanted a uh, physical or digital because it's an online game only. Like, I mean, you might as well get it freaking digital. I feel like if it's gonna be online only, because like if you get it physical, then like there's no use in having the disc, because like once the service ends, it's just gonna be you know freaking piece of plastic. You're not, gonna, mm. you're not gonna be able to do anything with it. Oh, okay. All right. I mean, for collector's sake, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. I don't know how much it's going to be worth, like, if you can't actually play the game. Like, that's the thing I mean, about this I mean, I mean, games. fucking, 
Yeah, that's just like Destiny, you know what I'm saying? I'm stuck with a copy of Destiny. I don't know. There's still the collector's market for things that's kind of regardless of playability, I would imagine. So, um, yeah. maybe. maybe. Uh, but no, so you so you haven't gotten around to it yet. Um, I'm thinking I'm thinking I might just go ahead and pick it up now. Okay. Because uh, I, I do want to play it. And um, yeah. like I said, um, I don't know if I want to get it digitally or physically. Well, I hope you pick up Remnant 2. I'm definitely picking that one up. Yeah, I'm getting it. Yeah, I'm getting that. And I'm that one's it. coming out uh not next week, the week after, I think, or something like well, that. It's coming out whatever 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 yeah. the twenty fifth is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh so. wow, it's coming out that soon? Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah, so that's actually uh next not this Tuesday, but next Tuesday. That's when But the only out. stupid thing about that game is it's only you can only you can only have a team of three people. Yeah. Uh, you want to hear? Else? Well, that's no different than uh, Elden Ring. Elden Ring, you can only have uh, two summons. Yeah, it's kind of like a Dark Souls type thing, so I'm not surprised to try to limit your play. But also, it's like um, it's also not as big of a game. Like it's only fifty bucks off bat, and they're kind of yeah, going at game, it as like a but, B level. But the, type that game, game. emphasizes multiplayer, though. It does, but it wants to contain multiplayer experience. Three people. I mean, I don't think that's terrible. I get what you're saying, though. It'd be fun to have, like, I don't know, six people on there or something. But I don't know how well it accommodates when you got six people shooting. Like, how much do they have to fill the screen to keep everybody engaged? I think a three people is a good balance for a shooter without flooding the screen with shit so everybody's shooting. Um, yeah, and they're trying to go for the Souls-like experience, yeah. too, as mm-hmm. you said. So, like, how much fucking health are you going to have to scale the boss to have if you yeah. have, like, six people in the freaking... Yeah, I, I, yeah I'd yeah, agree. That That's a good point as well, too, about, like, just boss health or, like, uh, elite enemy health and stuff like that. So, um, but talking about Ridiculous, too, I just saw this pop up. Um, back to news before we get back to what Eric's been playing. Peaches from the Super Mario Bros. movie has sold over 1 million units. So the song of Jack Black just going Peaches has yeah. sold a million units. <laughs> Not surprising. Wait, 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 I didn't know people on, still like, paid for music that... like that. <laughs> wait, so... Wait, on what what, what platform? Wait, wait. Uh, just uh, I, any platform. There's people who are paying money to own that song, whether it's on Apple or I guess a disc. If people are it's still probably everywhere. CDs. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I'm imagining it's just that way. A million. That's actually pretty crazy for a song like that. Like I don't know. It just it's. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's Jack Black. It's not like I TV wonder if they're that. counting. I mean, but Nintendo, I mean, that's still a Nintendo song, though, right? To, uh, uh, you know what? I don't know. It might be Paramount's, I uh, think, or whoever published the, who owns the rights to the movie, who made the movie. Uh, which, what was that? Not Paramount, but um, the animation studio that does these movies, uh, Illumination, I think. That's what it was. So, um. So I wonder how much how much Nintendo made off that movie. I don't know. It's a good question. Um, it depends if they sold them, like if they paid for the rights to do it, or if Nintendo negotiated a contract to make X amount of money off the back end on uh, movie tickets and whatever. And so for Paramount that, Nintendo, distributed that. They probably, I think they did that with the. X no, I, I don't think Paramount did. Stupid. No, not Paramount. Illumination Studios is who developed it. I'm yeah, not sure who saying. did it because it because it's coming to Peacock. Is uh, that in fact in about a week or uh, August third, I think the Super Mario Bros. movie is going to be on Peacock. 
if Paramount did it, it would be on Paramount Plus. So it's like it's going to be on Peacock. So somebody else did that movie. Super Mario. Yeah. Yeah, that's something because I know it, like Nintendo bought Illumination just to do that freaking movie. So oh, oh, it's distributed you... by Uni- yeah. Uh, Universal, huh? Universal. Yeah, I was about to say that. It's uh, okay. distributed by Universal. Okay. All right, then there you go. All right. Um, but yes, I don't know if Nintendo bought Illumination, then maybe they do own the rights to that song and they're making money off that song. I, I just I don't I don't know for sure exactly how that's uh, worked out. Um, but either way, my little, you... nephew, my little nephew, where that fucking song out? Oh yeah, peaches. <laughs> oh, bro, my, my sister get tired of them playing it in a yeah. car. Hilarious. Um, but anyways, wow, um, that freaking movie it had a budget of a hundred million dollars, and so far it's made one point three billion. God damn! Only I thought it'd be a bigger budget than that. A hundred million? That's it? Yep. Damn. Yeah, yep. they made bank on that shit. Fuck. That's what I'm telling you. Well, I mean, no, why you think Nintendo's planning the freaking Zelda movie and shit now? Yeah, no, yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> Let's just bring it all to the bank. Yeah, right. Uh, interesting, interesting. Um, anyways, uh, back. Oh, I'm saying, man, Nintendo in the league of they fucking own, bro. Like, with their IP, yes, with their IP that they have and they developed since the fucking '80s, '90s. And uh, they've shell. They had more money than fucking God back in the nineties. I mean, they're still probably sitting on money that they generated back then. So, um, and they haven't really flopped too bad with anything. Even though the Wii U was kind of a disaster, I mean, they still were killing it on the DS and their portable yeah. systems. So, I mean, like, yeah, like they've always had something you, happening. You know, you know, high school. You know, uh, high school. Uh, a group of kids in high school uh, came up with Pokemon. What do you mean? They came. They came up with the concept Pocket Monsters, and they uh went bought it. They went bought it to Nintendo. No, yeah, that's and, uh, not that's not the they, story they I know. Bought... Where did you hear yeah. this story? No, no, no. Huh? Where did you hear this story? Because that's not what I know. There's there's yeah. a there's a guy who developed it, and Miyamoto helped yeah, him develop the idea with Pocket yeah, Monsters. Yeah, yeah, but it was a, yeah, it was, it was Satoshi, the Japanese kid. Oh, the guy named the guy named Satoshi. That's why the main character of Pokemon named Satoshi. Yeah, and the, he the did it. He came he up with the idea. He did it. He did. Yeah, he came up. Yeah, listen, hear me out. He came up with uh, it was a, like it was like about five people, mm. and they came up with the concept, and he bought it to Nintendo. And yeah, like you about to say, set yeah, Shigeru Miyamoto like pointed them in a direction on what to do with it. I just it, never uh, heard the story of it being more than one person. When I've read it in yeah, books, it was, they've it, only it, it, referenced it was, it was, one person. They've never referenced multiple people bringing this idea or the fact that they were in high school at the time either. So yeah, these facts I'm, of the story you're, tell, you're saying, I've never seen it and I've read multiple accounts of this story and I've never heard that interpretation of it. So yeah, I'm not going to say you're it. wrong. I really don't know. He might have been in high school at the time. Maybe he talked about it with other people, but those other people aren't referenced. Only one person is. So I was just curious, where did you hear that one at? Yeah, it was a little, uh, it was a little short. I saw a little short. Oh, YouTube thing. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I wouldn't, put, I wouldn't put too much. I mean, look, there, there might be some accuracy to it. Some of those guys I actually do legit research. Uh, that's the first I've heard of it told that way. I've because well, from yeah. the the documentaries and stuff that I've seen, freaking uh, Satoshi Tajiri, he came up with the idea from him. You know, growing up as a boy, he used to collect beetles and shit. Because yeah. that was like a, that's yeah, like a thing he, that. Yeah, yeah, he used to collect bugs and shit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, 
and he wanted to freaking use that idea. Now, now you know there's some truth. Now you know there's some truth to it because when you said that, yeah, that was also uh, said too. Yeah, I just so, I um, just never he, heard the he, idea. He, 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 I never he, heard the high school side of it. Yeah, I never yeah. heard that multiple people were responsible for the. You, yeah, you, you're like, making it like sound five, like five, five, five people. Five people. And that's not what I, I've always heard the one person. So I mean, interesting. I mean, who knows? Uh, but that's that's not what I've heard. That it was I only heard the one guy that um, that Cav talked about. Yeah, and, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Satoshi, mm-hmm. the the guy Satoshi, but it was yeah. like like five other people that uh, helped him. Okay, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And he like you know pitched the idea to Nintendo. I, I'll, I'll say this about that though. Back in the day, gaming was so kind of underground and not really yeah. respected as like a form of like um, art in the way that movies and music and stuff were that a lot of people that ended up working in the gaming industry and developing some of these like classic games that we know were like teenage, like straight out of high school, barely had college, some of them different. I can't tell you how yeah. many interviews I've heard with game developers who are like, yeah, I just told them I knew it and I didn't actually know anything and I just figured it out while doing it and then got into the industry. Fucking Miyamoto way. himself was that way. Like yeah. he got freaking hired at Nintendo only because his freaking dad knew somebody in the freaking yeah. company and like Yeah. He was trying to get him a job. He didn't even go to like I mean, he did, couldn't have gone to school to be a game developer because they didn't have schools for game yeah. developers. He was no. I don't even think he went to school for programming. Well, they kind of they kind of brought it was him that brought life to the gaming industry at all yeah. at least in america yeah. because atari shit the bed so bad that it died out and nintendo came back and really reinvigorated it so when you're talking about like stories like that i mean like it's it's actually not that surprising when you consider yeah. like how gaming and a lot of, and, and that's also probably uh you know, attributes to some of the stories you hear down the road of like workplace stuff and frat boy culture and things like that. Um, I read the masters of doom and that was also like a bunch of like young 20 year olds who were working at a company developing games that spun out and made their own games and ended up doing Wolfenstein and doom and blowing up into millionaires and, then like fucking crashing and burning with each other in a sense to breaking up the, well, they didn't really break the company still exists, but they ended up leaving it. And, yeah. um, um, it, it's just a fascinating story, but it is based out of that where nobody was, it was, there was no real pathway to it. Now there, there kind of is there's yeah. school you can go to, to learn the code and do, and there's more structure into how these ideas are generated and made but there's still those few indie gems that kind of come out of nowhere and blow up on the scene. And those sometimes still are birthed from that similar birthplace that we've seen a lot of these old school titles come from. And yeah. those are always interesting when that happens. But um, anyways, uh, back to what you've been playing, Eric. Uh, so you haven't been able to get to the, what's it called again? It's X, uh, Exo primal. So you haven't been able to get to that one. Uh, I know you, I know I've seen you've been playing some Diablo four and some smite Has you played anything different or new or anything that you want to comment <laughs> on smite or Diablo four for that matter. Uh, I've been, I've been playing uh Diablo four getting ready for season one. Okay, yeah, Terrence was and, saying uh, the same thing, actually. We were playing with him last night, and he's wanting to get ready for Season 4 as well. So, 
I would definitely try yeah, and reach nah. out to him because he I, he would definitely want to do that grind with you on the season. Yeah, because uh, I haven't been playing uh, Smite to get my battle pass up. Anything else uh, new or of note? Uh, besides that, no. That's the only two games I've been flipping uh, back and forth. Mm-hmm. And, and play Street Files whenever I can with you. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. You need to uh, work on that Dalsum, man. I think you can get some stuff with Dalsum, but um, be interesting. I was watching somebody play Dalsum uh, earlier uh, today. Uh, I follow a guy, Foxy Grandpa. He's, a, um, he's an NRS player typically, but when Street Fighter Six hit, a lot of Mortal Kombat players have jumped to Street Fighter Six. It's gotten everybody on the bandwagon. And he was running Dalsum actually today, and it was interesting seeing him try and like work out some stuff with him. Um, Dalsum's got some tricky shit, man. You know who he can I really? Know, I like, like Dalsum. You know who he can really do good against is fucking um, Dalsum can really own. I think JPs. Oh, I know. I already. Oh, bro. I I have no doubt he can't. Good that no teleport. He, he can he can he teleport can. right behind them when they do projectiles and fucking grab Not just ass. that, not just that, bro. His poking, like yeah. his poke game is strong. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. So it, that's been interesting. Uh Kev, if you have anything different or of note or anything you want to mention? Uh well the only thing I've been doing is like I have I've kind of stopped playing Diablo 4 because I don't know, like I said, I couldn't get really pulled into it. Didn't really it wasn't really grabbing me. Um, I want to go. I might try. I'm try and go back to it and give it another. Give it, you know, freaking uh, some more time and shit. But right now, I've just I've gone back to playing Tears of the Kingdom because I've still haven't. You know, there's still a shit ton more for me to do in that yeah. game. I've been exploring the depths in that game, which is um, uh, the underground area in 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 Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, kind of reminds me a bit of the Underdark and freaking like D and D and shit. Cause mm. like they're down there, they're, it's literally pushed back. You got to bring a light source down there, cause you can't see anything. Like, um, and there's like monsters and like different shit, like ruins and everything, kind of hidden around down there. And you can explore it, and you can find a lot of cool shit down there. Like, uh, like the different tunics from the older Zelda games are all hidden down there. Um, different like, um weapons and shit are hidden down there and everything and there's yeah. like places where you can refight some of the bosses and everything are down there so uh i've just been kind of busy exploring the depths and everything hmm. and uh tears of the kingdom because i'm gonna think i'm first thing i'm gonna try to do is collect all the different armors and shit i'm gonna try to collect all the different armors and everything and it's this is gonna be a long haul freaking project because if if freaking uh how to beat is to be believed. This game is gonna take like two hundred and like two hundred hours to freaking uh to do everything completion. So yeah, I'm probably gonna be whittling away at it for a while. Other than that, uh, I've been playing like like Eric. I've been playing Smite, working on my battle pass and stuff. Um, I haven't really played anything new or anything. Probably you saying Remnant's coming out later this month, which I didn't realize. That's probably gonna be the first new game I'm I'm gonna play. Probably gonna pick that up and play it. Okay. No doubt. Yeah, I'm interested to in doing Remnant. Um, <clears throat> at some point, I'm gonna get Final Fantasy 16. Um, but I'm I'm gonna wait a bit. Um, I don't want to just keep grabbing and grabbing. I'm still running through Diablo 4. Um, and I've heard that it's really great story. It's just it's hard for me to get into a story when I play multiplayer because 
It is hard to get through a story with multiple people. Yeah, because you play with people and they're talking and you you try to watch a cutscene, but people are talking to you and stuff. And you want to kind of be there with your friends too. Like you just don't, whatever. So I'm catching a glimpse of the story. Um, I could see some of the interesting, like I definitely see that they're taking more time to try and craft a story. The story just, definitely seems better in this one yeah. than it did in three. Yeah, like they're actually just putting more effort into it, I'd say. Because yeah. they're actually doing like scenes of, of things happening and like have game motion captured things that are like, um, instead of just like a bunch of dialogue to click through, you know, which was a bit of three and two. Uh, there were like, there've I mean, always I still, been. I still, I still, I'm going to be honest with you, I still click through some of this shit. Yeah. I mean, there's always, there's always been like cutscenes and some story stuff in the uh, Diablo games, but not as much as what they're trying to kind of craft with this one that, um, yeah, I think definitely at least it makes it better for a solo experience to at least experience a, a more interesting story, uh, about Lilith and, and that she's coming and, um, basically trying to, I don't know, take over the world or some shit like that. Um, Timmy was telling she, me, she trying to make it better. She, she trying to make it better. Yeah. But. Tim was telling me there was an interesting thing about you running, you meet the person who's, technically and i got to that point in the game where you meet this being that was is basically responsible for creating all of humanity but he seems to be kind of unconcerned with humanity because he wants to get back into heaven and he's not really concerned yeah. about what was created yeah, here the, on earth yeah and lilith i guess is more concerned about what's happening with the people for good or for bad i don't know but right now we seem to be of mind that it's for for the worse but to be honest, this world is kind of a terrible well, world well, to really be in. I mean, everything's trying to kill you. There's demons. Everybody I've ran into has died a horrible way. Like, <laughs> if you lived in this disease, world, it's... The, the, like, disease struck in and fucking yeah. possessed and fucking... Yeah. yeah. You know, monsters, fucking... You got to worry about all kinds of bullshit coming at you. Demons, yeah. wargs, and all that and shit. And you ain't got no TV. You can't just sit down and watch something. There's no entertainment. Like, you just... Just living just to live another day. <laughs> you got to... You got to... You could be in a fucking field trying to get your corn. And you got some fucking wolf come sleep. For real? Oh, shit. Well, I was saying, like... I was telling Tim. I was commenting with Tim. Like, fuck... The fucking grizzly bears in this world are stronger and more terrifying than the fucking demons and skeletons running around with swords and shit. Like these bears fucking are fucking right. strong as fuck. <laughs> you, got, you got fucking, you got fucking plague bears. You got fucking diseased bears. Fucking and all that shit. All these different types of bears yeah. and shit. Fuck. Hell yeah, hell yeah. But yeah, that guy, that they, him and Lilith had a kid together. Yeah. Yeah, okay. The first the first Rathma, the first necromancer. Okay. Yeah, I do think I remember hearing something about that in the story as it goes. Yeah. So, um but yeah, I'm making my progress through it. I think I might be about maybe a quarter of the way in, maybe more. Um I'm getting I'm end up doing some side quests as well as I'm not going out of my way to do a ton of side quests, but I'm doing some as I come by them. And uh, but I'm more focused on trying to get the main story stuff done. But I don't know if I'll be doing the season stuff. I think because by then Renet will be out. I'm still gonna be on Street Fighter. Uh, Mortal Kombat's coming around the corner, and that's gonna take me up too. Um, so I don't know. I I did see some stuff with Mortal Kombat One. It's interesting. 
They talked about uh, I was listening to a podcast, I think Triple KO podcast. That's uh, oh with uh Max and freaking yeah. uh Justin and uh yeah freaking what's his name Mac um, McMuscles yeah Matt McMuscles Matt, yeah Matt yeah mm-hmm. Matt McMuscles Maximilian dude and um fucking Justin Wong yeah um and they got their hands Ooh. on the um the beta yeah, I guess version and um. It's it's uh, it sounds interesting. They, that does sound like they have some some issues, but they were like it's kind of hard to tell until you can see what the full array of characters and cameos are yeah. to really see how broken things are or how balanced it is. Because they were like with the few that they had, I think there's only like three different cameos, and there was like they said the Jax cameo was fucking broken as shit. Like you can really just fucking wreck people with it. The the setups with that. Um. But they were talking. Well, it, is about, just a, it is just a demo too. I'm sure they're yeah. gonna fucking adjust a lot of that shit. Yeah, I would imagine right. too. They they did say that if you played the other betas for Mortal Kombat with I think um, uh, eleven and X and all, they had some similar issues in the the beginning with the betas and stuff. But then when the game came out, it was a little better put together than that. So uh, I'm assuming the same probably happened. Yeah. Um, hey, ninety four. There was something I wanted to ask you about. There, uh, Max recently put out a video because I like watching some of his videos and his like his take on the fighting game scene and shit. And he recently put out a video about modern versus classic controls. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's all yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I don't know if you did. You see it? So my, I did not see the video, but um, I do know. Like for instance, when we were at CEO, they, uh, I think Jabali made a comment about like who wants to give it up for the modern players and the whole arena booed him just boo <laughs> max said, max said anybody complaining about modern players is a fucking skill issue basically is what he said because it's yeah. like if you see a, if you see a person that's in like diamond platinum diamond high rank and they're modern the reason they're winning isn't because modern controls is freaking like it's, they're, they're outplaying you with freaking fundamentals is basically what he was saying this is the reason if they're beating you yes i would and say that's like, accurate so do you know what the big difference you watch the video so i'm assuming you might do you understand yeah. the big difference between modern and um casual i mean the classic yeah i do and freaking um because classic i mean classic you got to do all your button inputs do your super moves and your freaking um I forget your drive. Is it your drive moves? I forget what they're called. They're freaking the rushers yeah. or whatever. The drive, drive rushes, rushes and, and, stuff, yeah. and yeah, you got to do uh, the actual inputs. Whereas modern controls, it's nerfed, but a lot of that shit is like one button. It's not that uh, nerfed. I I pulled a, a modern, uh, and maybe I just didn't do the combos. Maybe the combos are a little more nerfed. Everybody's been saying they're nerfed, but I pulled out. Um, I think I did it with Ken. Or I did it with one character where I brought him out as casual uh, as um classic and brought him out as modern and did hadoukens and uppercuts and um it was the same damage but maybe the scaling maybe that's um, maybe it's only nerfed online well (sighs) maybe or maybe it's just the scaling's worse for modern players but uh eric do you have um any say or any thoughts on modern versus classic before i kind of get into that Uh, do you know what that is or you don't really know I know what it is. I just I don't have no take on it. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I feel the same way with them. I don't. I don't. I don't hate. Modern. I don't care. I don't. I don't. I mean, I don't care yeah. if you fucking don't know how to play it or not. Uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Fuck. 
Well, I don't even know if it's a matter of not even knowing how to play it. I mean, so there is one thing that's come out like uh, I've I mean, seen. As far as I mean, you got to know how to inputs and know how to play it. You know what I'm saying? Like you got somebody <laughs> that's that that's know what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? Button inputs that might be complicated. <laughs> So you gotta do what you're doing well, it's not even point. just that too. It, it could also be just for handicapped people. It makes it easier access. And yeah, that's kind of what Max was going about. He was saying that <laughs> there's a lot of people with the chip on the shield in the fighting and community. Whereas like button inputs, I can do my button inputs, so I'm a better yeah. player. And he was like, that's not a real measure of skill. Yeah, no, it's saying. not. It's it really isn't because like if you could do your button inputs, great, but you're constantly getting smash by drive impacts instead of having reaction time for it or anything like that then yeah it's kind of a mute point right um i mean it ain't it ain't i'm because like i said like like dragon ball fighter z you got your auto combos it ain't no different from that shit right. it's in all fight it's in all these well, fighting games it's, that's why, that's why i said that's why i don't have a, a take on it because you got you got uh uh, uh auto comp all right so on dragon ball fighter z auto combos you're not gonna get as much damage as you you come up with a combo, a custom combo yourself. You know what I'm saying? Because auto combos are limited. Just like these uh classic just like the classic control, how it's limited. You're not gonna get mm. much out of it. Yeah. No, it's it's fair. Um I know there are certain characters I think in Street Fighter that play better as modern. Uh one I would say is Zangief. Because with Zangief, he's such a grapply character that if you play with him as modern you don't have to worry about the 360 analog stick movement with the button press. You can just yeah. push a button and do a massive grab. Um, apparently, they're saying it's scaled back. I didn't. I don't know if I checked Zangief, but I would like to maybe do more of a test. But I haven't noticed significant damage differences. But, I mean, that's a fair balance, I'd say. If you make it easier to do the combo or you make it easier to do the move... But you scale the damage down a bit. I mean, they're playing with a slight handicap already, anyways, for easier button inputs. So what more yeah. do you want? Um, yeah, I think uh, it's fine. I mean, honestly, though, there is something I do notice. Um, modern, and this is something in favor of what I think gives classic control players, I guess, more of an issue. Um, modern control players, from my experience of playing them online, do seem to play a little scrubbier. They do, uh, and I say scrubbier in the sense that, like, they they do a lot of like random drive impacts. They do a lot of like ran like constant deep like DPS like wake up attacks, um, and they do like a lot of like like just fucking uh, uh, spammy type stuff. And yeah, you, you can tell well, I mean, by but the. But that's an experience. But as an experience player, you can see through that shit. Though. Yes, so, I would so say. Bait it out. I, I would say yes, you can. But I can. But yeah, I would see where people get aggravated because there are some people who play more aggressively and don't yeah. like they, they, they. There is something when you're playing somebody who knows what they're doing. You have a level of fight that's that's kind of fun. If you're playing with somebody who's constantly jumping back and throwing Hadoukens or doing drive impacts and stuff like that where you kind of got to chase them down or just wait. And it's not a fun fight. Well, you, you, I mean, you still got people to do that regardless. Even Yes, they, they do. I they, across people what, like that. That's, that. All right, you're right. But that's not the point I'm saying. What are the point I'm saying is more times than not, you find that behavior with somebody with modern controls than what you find with classic controls. 
That's the point I'm making. I think that's more yeah, of a low. I, I get that. I, I mean, fuck. And I mean, I'm I, saying I play, I my play, experience, too. So that yeah. might not even be an actual fact across the board. But yeah. my experience has been when I see somebody and they have a modern control, I'm not getting, like, a fight where I can make these, like, um, when you play somebody who's really good, you're 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 trying to play against their strategies, and it could be a fun fight, and it's like an active fight on the screen. Yeah, I, I, I hear what you're saying. I, yeah. I, I hear what you're saying, Seth. But but regardless, you're gonna have people that play Scrubby regardless. Like, yeah, you, but that you, doesn't you matter. That, that doesn't see, matter what you, I'm talking. You, that doesn't have anything you, but, to do with what we're saying but, here, man. Out, but hit me out. But you been you just really starting to get into these fighting games. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking. I'm talking about from my personal experience. You gonna have scrubby players regardless. You do. Spam, that's spam, but, spam, but that's yeah, not the question that's asked. Easy access. Eric, Eric, Eric. Time out. That's not the question that was asked. I'm talking about the difference with modern and classic. And the only thing I'm pointing out but, is if I noticed. It's, it's, hold on. It's, hold it's, on. Hold on, dude. You gotta let me finish. So if I can completely tell you my side of it, you can either rebut or agree. Based on fully understanding what I'm saying, based on your answer, I don't think you're you understand what I'm saying because you are right in your statement. Your statement is correct. There are spammy type players on both ends of the spectrum, whether it's modern controls or classic controls. That's true, and I've run into both. I'm just saying my experience with modern controls, and it's the only thing I'm putting towards it is I tend to find that type of gameplay more often when I see the modern control on it. Now, it doesn't mean that people who pick modern controls are just scrubs. No, that's not what it means. I do think, though, because of the easier inputs, it encourages that behavior more. That would be my assumption, but I haven't really explored playing through a modern control setting to really get a feel if that's like what would come out of me if i were to play it i agree i don't have i haven't played as consistently with fighting games as you have over the years and there's scrub play regardless of what game you get into that doesn't matter but that's not that's not the point we're talking we're talking about the difference between the modern controls and classic control players and the only leading up to the only difference i'm really seeing is like i've noticed that behavior a bit more with modern control players and maybe other people have noticed it too, and that's why there's this kind of negativity behind modern control players with classic control players. But there's also an elitism gatekeeping thing too, where I do all my buttons and blah 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 blah, and that that shit's dumb. And that's what it boils down, boils down to. It's just, it's bro. And the, and the, I, I get I get what you're saying, yeah. and I do understand what you're saying. Okay. I'm not missing no point. Okay. I, I see what you're saying. I, I, you know, I'm not saying I, I agree with everything. You, I agree with you're saying. You know, okay. Is, okay. But cool. From what I'm seeing, yeah. From what I'm seeing, from like me playing fighting games, bro. Like I don't play people. Yeah. I can't tell. Put it like this. I wouldn't tell a difference if you if they're doing. If that sign, put it like this. If they didn't show modern. Oh fucking! Uh, they didn't show modern or classic. I, I wouldn't even know the difference that they just fucking mashing buttons. Fair, that's a or fair point. Doing, or, yeah. or 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 fucking um, 
actually putting the input. That's that's a fair point. That's, like that's, if that's one hundred. That's what I'm saying. That's interesting. That's what yeah, I'm saying. that's you a good that's a good way of phrasing it, Eric. I actually yes, that is actually interesting the way that you said that because I would agree with you too. Like if if you put up just a bunch of people and made me pick modern or ca- a classic, I don't know how right I would be. But I would say this though. <laughs> I would say this. I would tend to say anybody playing Scrubby, I would probably almost automatically just say modern controls. You're a scrub. I would say I, I, I would automatically. I don't if they well, like, like I said, uh, me me like I would automatically say Scrubby. You know well, no, I, I agree. I, you, I, I agree, I but I would you. I would also say, oh, they're probably a modern control. And my assumption would be about sixty percent of the time, I'd probably be right. That would be my assumption, right. based on my right. experience playing online. Um, right. However, that may not be accurate. I mean, I might actually be way off the base here because there are just people, even with classic controls, that just play like shit. You know, they just play. You might be more right than you think. Because, like, uh, another point that Max was making was he thinks that a lot of that stuff that you run into, the scrubby shit, is at the lower ranks. Like, if you're in low platinum, you're in, like, high gold and, like, all that shit. Yeah. Right. That's where right. a lot of those people are at. Yeah. Once you start getting into the high platinums and diamonds and shit, all that shit goes away. Because yeah. it's no, it's all people who really know how to play the game. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Like, uh, what I'm saying, like, if you, like I said, if they didn't have fucking modern or classic up there, I wouldn't even know what the fuck they do. Yeah, no, that's fair. You know what I'm saying? Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I don't, I don't get the hate for modern control players to an extent. Like, I, I can understand it when you, when you like generalize and put put them in a box under assumptions and stuff. Okay. But and, uh, I don't know how notice. accurate that is because that 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 fucking bullshit type play is everywhere. So I mean, um, in any game with any type of control setting, it is. So, um, but it's um, it's interesting. I'm curious to see if we because if you watch tournaments online, you almost never um, you never see a modern control player in a tournament. Like in um, yeah. uh, at least a, like a top eight or a top sixteen, you'd be rare to find a modern control player or somebody playing at least with modern controls getting that far in a tournament. And more the reason is, is because you don't have access to your full move set that you do as a classic. So, I think that comes down to knowledge of the game can yeah. probably only carry you so far. The rest comes from just having that extra, yeah. you know, it's a measure of the, the skill, how you can yeah. use it. And you don't have full access to the tools to use the game to yeah. its, its fullest and, and uh, monitoring controls. Yeah, and look, uh, scrub play fucks me up sometimes too. When I play against somebody who's scrubbing it out, I, I just played against somebody earlier who who um I beat him more times than he beat me, but he beat me a bit, a bit more times than I really should have let happen. Cause I just, you know, kept doing misreads on dumb shit, and it's like I knew he was going to do it. It's just, it it could just be a, a taxing thing playing somebody who's like the one I actually thinking about is a guy I was just playing earlier who's playing a Ryu, and I ran into him like at least three different times, and I basically See, beat him on most of my encounters with him, but I lost a few. Um, but the thing is, he would just constantly jump backwards, jump backwards, jump forward, jump backwards. Then he would do... Now, he had good reads in a sense. Like, if I did a drive impact trying to catch him on an attack that I saw coming, he would go and hit a drive impact. And I don't know... I, I don't remember if he was actually modern control or not. And I don't know if that was helping him, like, get those drive impacts out quicker or not. I don't know. But he would he was fucking me up with that a bit. But some of it was me being stupid and doing low kicks 
that were leaving me wide o- low uh, fierce kicks. They were leaving me wide open for drive impacts. And it was stupid on my part. It was just misreads. Me playing bad. Me playing with bad fundamentals. But um, it's funny, though, because I can end up being a bumbling mess against somebody like that at times. But then I play somebody at a high level who's, like, doing shit, and I, I can be right there with them. And so well, yeah, you got your, that's yeah, because that's orthodox play. Yeah, when you get high and low, you go you gonna run into unorthodox shit. That's yeah. why that's why that shit tend to fuck you up. But sometimes it can, you and re- it fucks up. You, you it fucks up. It fucks up high level players too. There was um punk just got fucked up by some shit like that. Um, if you there was a recent tournament I saw, and I think he rage quit out of it. <laughs> 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 Actually, on the tournament, um, the guy was playing Honda. And he just kept butt stomping, like jump up, slam down. Like he was like spamming that shit. It was crazy. Even the announcers were like, this is like crazy. And then Punk made a tweet. He said, I just lost to the worst Honda player ever. <laughs> I think I've seen shit like I think I've actually seen that with Honda before. Yeah. Uh, because he has know, crazy like recovery. Or some shit. Well, know. yeah, because he has crazy recovery behind the stomp. There's no like delay with it. So like he can act right afterwards. And that, that fucks wow. people up sometimes. Um, and so I and I watched them like just basically get scrubbed out. This is I mean, that's kind of exactly what happened. Then a guy playing Jamie came on next and beat that Honda. Like he just beat the shit out of him. So I mean, um it's <laughs> it's just fine, but punk is a straight up like God level player, like the dude's a beast. Like I've seen him wreck people with Cammy either. Like, and he's always yeah. making it in top eights. He ain't too much. He ain't much. If you let a fucking scrub beat him, fuck. Yeah, well, still, I mean, if you run a ten match out of him, you're gonna get smashed. I'm gonna get smashed. Uh, you know, most people you know are gonna get smashed if you run a ten match against Punk. Like he's he's regardless, he's still a good player. I mean, everybody has their bad matches at times too. So I mean, right. um, I'm not that necessarily like gonna wave the flag for Punk. I mean, he's all right. I, I don't mind him, but I do admit I've watched his gameplay and like at CEO, so, he my, was my, the argument is. Yeah. Telling so you what you can't react to a classic a classic control player. What you telling me? I guess I don't know. I mean, like the guy I was mean, playing that, classic I mean, controls though. Like the the Honda that was spamming it out to like Eric's point too. Like that was a he was. They were all playing classic controls. They weren't playing modern. So um, that wasn't a, a modern control. But he was just playing spammy. Like he, he <laughs> and I yeah. guess he just didn't know. How to react in that moment or whatever. It's a funny. Cammy might it's not a funny have, unless you probably, have unless you probably doing that shit on purpose and wanted to fucking get under probably, but, hey, probably yeah. so. I mean, it wasn't like an official. Like it was one of the. I think it's like one of the I mean, TNS somebody, like yeah. tournaments they have weekly. So it wasn't like a. Um, so I don't know how serious Punk was even taking it because this was an online I mean, tournament they were playing, right? And all that kind of stuff. So you know, uh, and then you got to look at it too. Punk, Punk is like a villain of the FGC too. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like that dude. Man, you ever watch this dude? Uh, you ever watch his videos and shit? That dude be talking shit like a motherfucker. Yeah, I don't know. It, I, I've watched some of his streams and some of his videos. I haven't seen that as much in recent. So maybe it was something man, he was got, doing you before. Got, you got people, but you got, you got, you got FGC like like the fighting game. That's they got a lot of toxicity in that shit, bro. Yeah, I mean he he does uh, he does kind of he does kind of talk some shit for sure. I've heard him do that, but with other top tier players, toxic as fuck. Um, yeah, I would say it can be. I don't I don't know. 
I haven't watched a lot of these uh, different players. Like, um, um, I just watch more tournaments. I don't really get into the drama or whatever they're saying on their YouTube videos or whatever. I don't really give a shit. So I'm re- shit, I'm not gonna speak the, they, they, positive they bring, negative. The, they bring the drama. Fuck, you can see the tension. That you can see the tension, and he be talking about this shit, bro. They don't. It's not nothing. Each other all over. It's not really nothing <laughs> yeah. I've noticed too heavy, like um, in recent. I'm gonna say. Well, go look at like 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 you know, like Street Fighter Five and shit, and like yeah, and, but that's like, Street Fighter Five. What well, the point I'm it. making is Street no. Fighter Six, and like the the times now. I don't know if people are changing. Or because you know a lot of that toxic behavior is also getting slammed. I mean, um, what you call it? Uh, I mean, it's not necessarily toxic behavior. Why he got canceled? But uh, Filipino champ is as a banned from all Capcom he, games. Yeah, he a villain. That dude. Yeah, that dude. He's, yeah, that dude toxic as fuck, bro. Yeah. So, um, yeah, whatever. I don't know. Um, but regardless, um. Yes, I've been playing Street Fighter. That's a bit of Street Fighter, I guess, on my point. Um, but yeah, I mean, fighting games, competitive games, bring out toxicity in people. I think in general, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because you're 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 competing with somebody, and it's like um, I'm better than you. I'm I mean, all this kind of shit, and it just brings out that machismo type um, uh, behavior. I mean, all MOBAs are like that. I mean, you remember when we were playing Paragon, how fucking toxic that shit was. The yeah, fucking yeah. Shit. Mm. I feel like Paragon like, was worse than fucking Smite. Toxic, toxic, yeah. toxic, bro. Uh, like, MOBAs and fighting games, and like anything, com- like, so say anything competitive is fucking people get toxic. Oh yeah. yeah. Once you once you bring a competitive atmosphere into it, you're you're gonna get somebody who takes that and, and pushes it into a direction it doesn't need to go. Um like but it's even in Call of Duty, people. fucking knife. Well be motherfucker be raging, boy. Yep. No, yeah, <laughs> for sure, man. I mean you can go down the road watching rage um, you know, rage videos. Um whatever. Um so yeah, there's I can agree. There's a lot of toxicity in in all of it. I don't really, I haven't really noticed it too bad with the fighting game community as of, of the recent stuff that I've watched. I'm not saying it's not there. I know it is, but when I went to CEO too, a lot of the people I played, most of the people were like, "Good game," you know, like polite, at least in your face. Who knows? Maybe somebody was like, "Man, I beat the shit out of that dude. He sucks." After he left, probably so. That's fine. Uh, but it's not like, and most people aren't going to do that in your face. They're going to wait and do it either behind the screen where there's anonymity so that you can't know who it is. Right. Right. Because if you in somebody's face doing it and you start trying to pop off, you know, well, <laughs> good you luck. You better be able to do some real life fucking combos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it ain't all with that. Yeah. Is, bro, because you got some people that don't want them people face and they ain't do shit about it. Yeah, well, yeah, that happens. I mean, for sure. But I mean, it's less likely to happen when you're in somebody's face, when you're with somebody, because of what could happen outside of the game. Um, regardless, um, I haven't noticed too too much negative shit from uh, fighting game people from my trip to Daytona at CEO. And... And online playing, like I've actually had a few people add me as a friend after playing them in ranked matches or whatever, 
because I guess they like the way my Blanca played or my Chun played. And they were like, even if, even when I beat them and I got added as a friend, cause they were like, fuck, I guess they wanted to play me again at some man, point. Man, I done got, I'm, uh, man, when I was playing Street Fighter 4 and 5, man, and I beat the piss out of people and shit or, mm-hmm. or whatever, I get fucking, you got motherfuckers messaging me talking about you a fucking scrub and all See, this shit, man. That's, that's like, interesting. I get, dude, I get message, like, like the other day I got message, uh, playing Smite. Dude on the team was mad because I like died a couple of times yeah. and all that shit. Yeah. And he messaged me to all my reports, you know, this how you suck with this guy and all. I'm like, no, See, <laughs> when, when we used to play Marvel and when we used to play Street Fighter 4, because I did play that with you a bit, and when we, um, when I played some Mortal Kombat games years ago, I do remember getting like messages about how you suck or fuck you and all this shit. Recent, uh, you know well, hold on. Recently with fighting games, and I'm talking like in, in the past year, I've been playing Mortal Kombat pretty heavily and Street Fighter 6. I have gotten added friends with Street Fighter 6 and like complimented, right? And in Mortal Kombat, I have had people add me as friends and compliment me and just say good games. I've had people come into streams. And like, can we play some rounds? And they've even smashed me and haven't been like, man, you fucking suck or whatever. They've been like, good game. Appreciate the matches. At least leaving on positive notes. Now, I'm not saying that it's just becoming more positive and fun now, but I have not been experiencing the toxicity that I do. Speaking to your point, I do remember when we would play fighting games together years ago. With MVC3, I got messages behind that. In fact, you would come over and we would take turns playing people and we would get fucking hate messages. You, I know you remember that. We used to do that shit. Uh-huh. And, I, and I remember it with Street Fighter and I remember it with early Mortal Kombat. The fucking Ed, the one dude fucking message Ed, man, go suck a small bag of cock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He told his man to come to your house and fucking kill you. Yeah. Oh, I've gotten to uh, when I was playing Bubborn, I was doing my PvP. I had a dude. He, he fucking sent me some death threats because he I uh, fucking killed him and he lost like a shitload of fucking souls in the boss room and shit. Yeah. And the dude was so fucking pissed off. Oh, that shit was hilarious. But I will say this though, for the most part, not. But I have not with Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter. I have not been noticing it. But me and you were playing DNF Duel not that long ago, back when it first came out. And there was that dude who came in with that boss character, and he was smashing us. Yeah, and, and and he, he started messaging, messaging us. I kicked him out and shit. Yeah, he's because he was talking shit. Like he was just being a dick and like you know whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm fucking 35 now, man. I don't care if you're gonna be like that. I'll just kick you. I don't care. I don't have time for it. So. Right. And there are people I've beaten so bad, and I've beaten people who teabag me and shit. So I still see some of that with Street Fighter and stuff. Um, this dude teabagged me earlier, and I beat him. But I, I haven't received the nasty messages. I ha- that's been less, I want to say. And I don't know if it's just the community's getting better, or there's just more ways of reporting people to where you can get banned now. And so people are taking that more into consideration before they just start sending shitty messages yeah, and stuff. I think that's what it is. I think reporting and like moderation has gotten somewhat better now. Because, yeah, I think Xbox uh, has announced that, y- that you're going to now be able to send recorded clips. So if somebody is talking and, and talking trash to you or saying shit to you, you can record the clip, submit it to Microsoft, they can hear the conversation that you had 
and then go ahead and fucking ban that player. So it's getting like that to where it's now kind of forcing people to behave and be nice. Or you become like what I just happened to me over the weekend and you get banned. (laughs) And then you just can't play online. So, you know, um, I think that might be what's probably more likely what's cleaning up the, um, the online toxicity because I don't see it as much. I haven't been getting the nasty messages and shit like that as much, at least in fighting games, at least with street fighter six and mortal Kombat 11. Cause I have over the last couple of months, I've been playing online pretty consistently and I have gotten barely any of that. than the, than the years ago when me and you used to be playing a bit and we'd get that shit almost every other day. Somebody would at least send something. Yeah. Freaking back in like dead, the PS3, 360 yes. generation. It was a fucking wild west online. Cause none yeah. of that shit was yeah. moderated or really modern. Yeah. Remember, remember that dude on fucking awesome maps? He fucking put us online and all that. Oh yeah. Like, they do freaking, uh, he recorded. That dude, actually, no, that dude went out of his way. Posted us online. Uh, saying how bad we are and all that. Here's the thing, though. The dude put us on fucking YouTube. This is like back then, in fucking like 360 fucking generation. The dude recorded yeah. us and like put us on YouTube and shit. Dude had like fucking like five subscribers and shit, and he fucking was talking shit about us. I'm like, dude, what the fuck you doing? You realize how fucking sad you look trying to talk shit to us to your fucking mom and shit who is yeah. fucking subscribed to you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like you could probably you could probably Google that shit right now. Awesome knots. Yeah, I'm Yeah. Oh, that's uh, great. I don't know what the fuck that dude had that fucking vendetta against us for. Yep, you have a video down in the uh, in the logs of history there of YouTube of you guys pissing off some weirdo in a basement somewhere with his mom as a subscriber. Yeah. Well, they had yeah. one dude, bro. Like, oh, I do raise so bad, son. Oh, you said you you start hearing shit falling down in the background. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best. That's definitely the best when you hear the reaction. (laughs) Fuck yeah! But um, damn boy, y'all need to be playing video games. Yeah. Well, um, let's go ahead and get a couple seconds of silence, and we'll transition into losing lives, and we'll be talking about Far Cry since me and Eric watched it, and we'll end the episode on this. Three lives down. You got enough in there to finish me off? One way to find out. Gross. This is not good. Game Mario Brothers Plum. No league too small. This is Losing Lives, the podcast within a podcast. And um, <clears throat> we'll be talking about Far Cry, as we said earlier. Um, we'll talk a bit about the game, which I don't think we have much to say about the game. Um, I never really played any Far Cries. Have any of y'all played Far Cry? Nope. No. Okay. Uh, Kev, have you played any of the series? Nope. Did we lose Kevin? <laughs> Probably. Kevin got a bad habit of getting up and not saying shit. No, oh, damn. All right. Anyways, well, we'll come back to Kevin when he comes back. Son of a bitch. Uh, my understanding of it, though, I do know it's like a first-person shooter type, um, and a lot of times they're like open-world 
settings. And apparently, like, this movie that we watched, from what I was gathering, it actually followed the events of the game pretty pretty accurately. So that actually wasn't too bad. Um, you were saying at the top of this episode, I think I actually haven't recorded, how you were pretty upset because you felt like this movie was straight gutter trash and it was terrible. You did not enjoy this movie. Yeah, like the, the, the fucking scene where it was fucking... <clears throat> What the fuck were they was getting killed by? Those soldiers were getting fucking killed by in the fucking woods and shit, bro. It was those pale motherfuckers that they were fighting at the end of the movie. You remember seeing that? See, they didn't. They, see, they didn't show them motherfuckers in the beginning. Well, they, they like, showed them. They were randomly getting killed. They were like random soldiers, like <clears throat> randomly getting fucking killed in the fucking woods at night. Fuck. Yeah, and then they showed. They actually did. They had that um that military guy come in. And they were showing him the thing they've been working on, and they showed how his skin yeah, was bulletproof and like yeah, not nah, yeah, yeah, that that yeah, not nah, it brought light to that mm. it, that that part right there brought light to the scene where the the, yeah. where the fucking Russian president or whatever yeah was talking to that guy and it was like uh like send this guy out yeah you know what I'm like no we gonna kill it. no he's gonna kill everybody in here and all that yeah yeah and yeah, he yeah. like killed one person and he like and he told him like like shut like like yeah he fund him and shit, and shit well like yeah that. they said he's not gonna fund him anymore until he act, they can actually control these soldiers and not just be like right. crazy soldiers to just release like, out like, like a bomb like mindless yeah, yeah like like mindless fucking killing yeah kev i think i see you back on the mic you there yeah, I'm here. I had to win news because I don't really need to be here anyways. <laughs> yeah, well, I was asking if you had any experience with the games. Do you have any? No, I don't yeah. have any experience with the games. I'm actually going to look up the plot of the game now so I can try to see, compare. I, I, see did, I did look at the plot of the game. It's actually fairly close to the plot of the movie. So, it um, is? Yeah, actually, you know what? I, I will say this. I know these are bad movies. Uwe Boll movies are always bad. This is actually one of the better movies of Uwe Boll's uh, slew of movies. I think that it actually had, That's... it it actually had a, a narrative that you can comprehend. Um, okay. they they it made sense. Uh, it wasn't convoluted to like just you didn't understand like House of the Dead was a mess. Um, Alone in the Dark was a mess. This one was at least like, oh, mad scientists create super soldiers and these people get stuck on the island and have to stop him and get out simple, simple. And it didn't get too up its ass on it. Um, you know, it's, it's not good. And especially like, uh, the fucking people, that lady who wanted to see that whale, Eric, I want to see yeah. the whale. Whoa. Show me the whale. Can the I see the whale? She said it like at least 15 times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So, it takes place with a guy. What's his name? Was it like fucking Jack or some shit? Um. Yeah. Uh, the, and that Hugo. What's Hugo? What's his name? Hugo something. Yeah. Um. Jack Jack Carver. That dude. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm looking at them. Looking at it here. The plot. I'm reading it. So the big difference between the game and the movie, from what I gathered, was the game. There was more of this. It was more like a, um, like an infection that was mutating things, and it and they had like dinosaurs on the island in the original game, and mm-hmm. they you had to shoot like dinosaurs, and then the, these things, these animals and stuff were mutated. You were shooting more like monsters and creatures, and you were going mm-hmm. through the island trying to save that journalist girl, uh, Val. 
Uh, her name was, I think, Valerie. Yeah. So you, so the game, you're trying to save her. And she is a journalist, but you actually find out she's actually a CIA operative in the she, game. So she actually, yeah, she's she actually like trying to find what her uncle, her uncle, or my bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in the game, I don't think she was actually trying to find her uncle. I don't remember in the, in the plot of the game if that's exactly what was happening. The movie did that. Where I believe mm-hmm. she was a straight up journalist. There was no CIA. In fact, she was stupid. Like she didn't even understand to pull a pin out of a frag grenade. That dumb. Like she threw a frag the mm-hmm. frag grenade out of or, the truck uh, and was just didn't pull a pin. Yeah, and it's like you got to pull a pin to do it. I was like, come on, nobody's that dumb. <laughs> they just made her like like right. a stupid stupid woman, stupid woman just trying to do something and she just couldn't do anything. And, she uh, shot the fucking what that fucking rocket launch, uh, not that uh, that thing at that fucking helicopter, that fucking net. Thing. Like a harp? No, she shot a harpoon thing that yeah, like got that, caught in yeah. there, yeah, by accident, just accidentally shot up and hit the helicopter. Yeah, yeah. hit the fucking helicopter. We're like, what the <laughs> fuck, bro? <laughs> well, wait a sec, wait a sec. This shit in the fucking plot here. It says inside the factory, they they do so and arm the nuke which detonates directly behind Jack and Val as they exit. Did they have did they walk out of this fucking factory and have a nuke explode behind them well, and not, it only knocks them unconscious? Not in the movie. There was nothing no, about not a nuke. No. no, in the game there was no. a whole piece about them having some nuke that explodes. Yeah, I th- when I was reading the synopsis of the game, there's this okay. bit about the, the the doctor having a nuke and it blows up and just kind of knocks them unconscious and I was very confused by that. Because I was like, if it's a nuke, they should be having radiation poisoning. They should probably be they, dead. Uh, they probably they wouldn't just vaporize if they were that yes. close to a fucking nuke. Exactly. Oh, you, was, saw how, you saw how saw that, you, no, you, know, that, you saw the part where he shot that fucking rocket launcher. That fuck. He shot the fucking rocket launcher up, but it fucking came down and hit the fucking boat. <laughs> and the, I'm like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? And then and then the dude. Bro, the dude was in, the dude was literally in front of the man, bro, in the fucking water, and he still was able to get him and fucking get uh fucking kill him. Yeah. And the second dude too. Like, well, what the fuck? Hold on a second, because that's the movie, and you're right, that shit was dumb. But in the game, there's a piece about a nuke, and in the game, it's not necessarily like a scientist, like engineer, like um, in the game, it's engineering a virus that mutates things into being like super soldier type things or whatever. Um, in the movie, they made it. He's just engineering people into super soldiers in a sense. Yeah. So that's the thing in the movie. So, but in the game, Jack is a, um, he's a guy with a charter boat that tra- like takes people out places and he takes out Val mm-hmm. over to the island. So that in the game happens just like it did in the movie. Okay. So that all, all right. that is kind of like the same. And then they're stuck on the island together. And now the the movie, Jack doesn't really care about fighting this scientist or doing any of this shit. He just wants to go. But he ends up kind of getting strung along with getting involved. Because he's he ends up because like Eric just pointed out with the rocket launcher scene where he shoots it up and it just arcs down onto the boat and blows up his boat. So um, and of course they had the scene, bro. <laughs> this is early two thousands like bullshit where they're like both him and the girl end up getting wet and so then they have to sleep in the cabin and they're mm-hmm. cold and wet so they're like wow well, we have to take our clothes off. And then he's like, oh, I'm so cold. Uh, 
Uh, it would be better if I could get in the bed with you. Is that okay? Yeah. So then he gets it. They just met. And he gets in the bed with her. And they're like, oh, it's still so cold. We should, we should like get closer <laughs> together so that we could be warm. And they just, she just, they just start kissing and fucking. And that's it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> <was doing>. <laughs> no yep. they had no conversation she probably barely even knew just his name and that's it but sure whatever and then the whole movie he's like how good was i in the bed one out of ten what do you rate me and then yeah, it was just yeah, like fuck. a joke like you're a two <laughs> uh, well maybe you're a three <laughs> and well, then you're fucking over fucking clean over <laughs> yeah 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 it's just like this dumb Dumb dialogue. It's fucking terrible. Fuck? But yeah, bro. I mean, I ain't gonna lie, bro. I'm watching it. Interest in that shit, dog. I'm like, what the fuck is this fucking mess? Yeah, this shit seemed like it was just put together last minute. Yeah, yeah, and there wasn't really many like notable actors or actresses in this. I don't know, not a single in that movie. No, um, I don't really know anybody in this movie either. Um, other than one, there was some of these are like there's this one guy, the guy who was the who was the food guy, Emilio. Do you remember that, Eric? There was a guy that the main character runs into in the movie, where they get kidnapped together. Well, they get captured together by the scientist, and he's like, "I'm yeah. the food guy. I just know food. I don't know what's happening here." <laughs> apparently he's been in a couple of um ui bold's movies so it's a lot of the actors here have been like ui bold you know like people he used for the movie um however there was one guy who i think's also done a bit of ui bold movies but his name's ralph moeller and he's actually done a bit of other things he was in the gladiator he was in um I think he was Conan, the adventurer, and then like the show, Conan. Oh, was he? Um, yeah, I, I remember seeing him in Beer Fest. Um, he was uh, one of the three German guys that were uh, in beer. Do you remember seeing the comedy movie Beer Fest? Uh, no, oh, I have mm-hmm. not seen No, Okay, that's fine. But he's actually done a bit of movies, and he was in here. Oh, here we go. Here's the most important role. He was Asylum Guard number two in Batman and Robin. Oh, yeah, that's very important. I'm glad you brought that up. I did see that credit for him as well. It's excellent. But he, he's been—he's not like a big name of anything. But he's been in—he's been in a couple of things and a couple of like noteworthy things. Like I actually do remember him in Gladiator. He had a, a fairly, you know, prominent role in there. Like it wasn't like a big role, but he made multiple appearances in that movie a bit. He's like a really big, muscular dude. He's got kind of, he definitely at least has like a presence. Eric, I'm talking about the guy that was, he was Max. He was the, he was the uh, uncle that the girl was talking about. Yeah. That's the guy I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, uncle, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so I've seen him in a few other things. He was probably the most notable yeah. uh, person yeah, in the movie. I, I still, I, I, yeah, I, I still don't know that dude. So. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, but I mean, the movie in itself was, it's a simple, exactly what I said. The plot of it is fucking. Evil scientist. And it's funny, the whole time they do the whole shtick of the the scientist guy, he's like painting the whole time. And then they show his canvas and he's just painting a formula. He's like painting over a formula, just painting it all oh, black. Yeah, like like the periodic table. No, no, no. It was, it was like some kind of, yeah. It was a chemical form. I'm assuming it was the formula he was covering up in black 
paint so nobody could get it. But it was like yeah. the whole time they kept focusing, like he would be sitting there and this talking menacingly about something while painting, like he's a uh, intelligent in it. And when they finally show it, it's just all black covering up a formula of some sort. And they didn't even really explain into that. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, it, it's, it's about as bad as you'd say from a wee bold. However, the, the only one thing I'll say about it is I actually do think it's actually a, it's probably one of the better scripts that Uwe Bold has done in the fact that it actually makes sense. Like there's a A to B to C, like even with blood rain and all that shit, it's just convoluted nightmare mess. I didn't know That's not that much movie. of a phrase. I didn't phrase. know he made a movie with, uh, with huh? Jason Statham. Oh, yeah, he did. Uh, yeah, he did. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's in, the name of, in the name of Kings. Yep. Mm-hmm. In the name of, yeah, in the name of... I think we actually covered that, too, because I think it's also based on a video yep. game, if I'm not mistaken. And it, it was also uh... bad. Yep. Uwe Ball's interesting, because somehow he actually does come across, like, fairly decent actors here and there that get involved in his projects. But... The, and he does mostly video game-based movies. And they're all shit shows. Um, they're they're pretty bad. Uh, this one, this one's not as fun of a watch. Like for instance, House of the Dead was actually kind of entertaining with how crazy it was in certain parts of it. Um, this one is very bland and boring. There's no really good action scenes. Even the stuff that's kind of so bad, it's good about it, isn't enough to carry you through to watching it again. Um. It's just, I, I didn't think it was the worst watch in the sense that, like, I've seen worse. I, I've definitely seen worse. But I'm definitely pretty low on the lives lost here. So, like, it's not, um, it's not great. I lost, my, I lost all my lives. <laughs> yeah, Erica's going all five lives down. Is there any good scene in this that you would be like, eh, that was okay, Eric? Like I said, the Paul the Rocket Launcher was just fucking comical to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, here's some of the facts about it. I don't think there's a lot. No, there's not. There's only two. They say video game to movie enthusiasts who we both had already acquired the film rights to Far Cry, the video game from Crytek, before the game was even released, and subsequently became a smash hit, spawning several sequels. Which explains how such an unsuccessful director has been given permission by Crytek to handle such an anticipated <laughs> project. That's fucked up. The film was budgeted at 30 million euros. Um, yeah, I think so. 30 million pounds, sorry. Um, but took in less than $1 million at the box office. Damn. Uh, celebrity chef Anthony Bourdain visited the Far Cry set in Vancouver during... A taping of his show, Anthony Bourdain, No Reservations. Really? What? This explains yeah. how Bourdain came to be cast in the small and uncredited role of a scientist who gets shot near the end of the... Wait, I missed that. Anthony Bourdain was in this fucking movie? He was? <laughs> he was at the Wait. end. He was a scientist who gets shot near the end of the movie. It was Anthony Bourdain. What the fuck? What? <laughs> Sure, the fuck that is. He's a pretty big. He killed himself a few years back, but he was a yeah. really big 
Um, food, yo, he, yeah, he traveled on. He was a food blogger. Yes. Oh, that's. And he was like, he was considered like almost like a rock star of that time in the food world. Like he, he was huge in the food world, and he would go oh, to different I countries. This guy now, yeah. yeah. He would go to different countries and like try their food and talk about the ways that they would make this food from these different cultures. Like he would, he would break down food beyond just the recipe and how it's made. Like he would really talk right. about what it meant and like really kind of investigate into these things. And so, and he would write these, he wrote a few books as well about like just working in the kitchen, doing things in the kitchen and stuff like that. From my understanding, I haven't read a lot of his work. Eric, I think is probably the most familiar with this stuff more than me and you Kev, but I have heard Anthony Bourdain. In fact, he was a really good friend with Joe Rogan and Joe Rogan's podcast. I listened to his a bit and he's talked about Anthony Bourdain quite a bit. In fact, it was, every time he talks about him, he always gets to crying because of how he how he killed himself. So, yeah. But yeah, that's um probably didn't help to be part of this movie. Um probably one of the demons that Anthony Bourdain had to deal with. So, sorry for that. But apparently he was a scientist here. It's crazy. He ended up over there and was like, "I'll just be in this weird movie with Uwe Boll." <laughs> Jesus Christ. I didn't even notice that. That's fucking crazy. Those are the only two facts, though. This movie is kind of like... I don't think you can really just find it just about anywhere. Um, it's free on YouTube, actually. They, they do have it up on YouTube, but you can also find it on Plex. That's where I watched it. <clears throat> if they wanted to rent that bitch out, you need to rent that bitch out for a nickel. Yeah, no, no, no. That's, uh, that's too fucking expensive, a fucking penny. But. Yeah. Well, it's easy enough to get a hold of, so I don't think I don't... you need to do... Do much no, on none that. of none of Uwe Boll's movies deserve any money. They should all just be no. free, or better yet, no. they should just not exist anywhere. Yeah, and I, <clears throat> they they tried to do that typical like the action hero that's like I don't want to be in this, but I gotta be in, and, and it's it's true to the game too, where he actually is. He just charters like goes and gives boat rides to people, but he was like special forces in his past and he has all this military training. So when he gets in the situation, he's like kicking everybody's ass and all that kind of shit. But mm -hmm. they, they did play it. This movie plays it kind of goofier than tonally. It's, it's, it's all kind of off because there's parts of it that want to be this almost like action. -y, like the, like Eric was saying, the beginning almost plays straight up like, like predator. Like he saw the Predator movie and was like, that's how I want to frame this is this thing that you can't see. It's just murdering everybody. Like one dude, he shoved them through the fence. Like the, the, the beginning scene. You remember that, Eric? There was one guy mm -hmm. who literally the back half of his skull and his back and everything was inside of like a metal graded like fence, just like kind of pushed through it. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Yeah, so it gave yeah, these that like part, that part was fucked up. Yeah, so it tried to give you this like thing where then they wouldn't show who the person was, like Eric said. So it almost was like this, like oh, it's this one guy, like a predator thing, like oh, he's a dangerous dude. And then you find out like now nah, he's got like ten of these guys somewhere, like they're all experimenting. Yeah, around. bro, like that <laughs> shit was dumb, bro. Like, mm -hmm. like well, I, I was lost. Like, <laughs> what's going on? Yeah, and then uh, so then like Eric was it saying, make it seem, it make it paranormal than anything you know what i'm saying it did at the beginning it did try to give it almost a, a paranormal feeling and then it um 
just switched into like a typical kind of action comedy, but the comedy was really bad. Um, and it just was really like poorly written. Um, dialogue was terrible. The acting in it wasn't great. Um, you know, it's typical Uwe Boll shit, you know? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. All the Uwe Boll movies that we've seen all suffer from freaking tonal, freaking just strange tonal ships. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. like, because he doesn't, didn't he write all these fucking movies himself? And like, he's like, he has to be like the shittiest fucking writer. He he writes most of them. Not all of them. I don't know. I'm trying to see here if he got the writing credit for it because I know he has been involved in writing some of them, but in here, he actually did not write this. Michael Roche, Peter Shear, and Massage Taki are the people credited with writing this movie. Weeble is not credited with it. So, no. Honestly, the writing of the movie is actually not, and I guess that's actually part of what I'm saying. The writing of this is not actually that bad in the sense of it's at least a contained, like, <clears throat> this is the basic story. It's it's not like anything super, oh, wow, this is such an interesting idea. It's yeah. just like, we've this kind of an idea you've seen in a number of movies have done the super soldier guy has to deal with, you know, evil scientists making super soldier whatever, right? So, the the thing that you can make this movie stand out differently is the way you write the dialogue, the jokes, the way your choreography is on your action scenes and stuff. That all can, you know, outbalance a basic story. But when yeah, your basic cause... story is the best thing about your movie, that's when it's really bad because the story itself is not necessarily bad. It's it's short, it's contained, it's simple, it it's, it doesn't need to be bigger or more convoluted or have weird twist in it. Like, it's just, it is, like, that's why I say there's actually, one of the things that's actually kind of good about it compared to some of his other works. But the all the other stuff just doesn't work. And a lot of it is probably behind the director chair. That's because, what I was about to say. There's <clears> all this shit that's freaking, because we both directed this shit, and he's freaking, freaking terrible director. Yeah. So he he didn't freaking know how to balance the freaking tone of this movie and like just ugh, it always just kind of falls on his lap. It's just like all of his other movies. It's just freaking and that need I think it's just the fact that he didn't give a shit. Like I still feel convinced that all of these movies he made, he just only made them to fucking try to take advantage of the freaking um tax credit loophole mm-hmm. back in the day. Yeah. Oh yeah, that that's really how he made his money is just through all these tax credit loopholes in Germany. This was, I think this probably was one of his earlier movies. This, you could tell there's a lot of German casting. There wasn't like some of his later movies when he starts doing stuff in America. Um, he actually gets some, you know, fairly recognizable actors, part of his projects. They're just not really well done. People just looking for a check basically. Is it so? Right. And they're not like a list movie star superstars he doesn't get those but he gets like you know not bad actors like how he got christian slater in it um then that was in the alone in the dark he's not a bad actor i would say it just was this was it wasn't a great movie that he had with alone in the dark um yeah here's a few others i mean um fuck who plays um j jonah jameson in spider-man movies um uh, fucking Oh shit, I forget his name. Uh Yeah, I'm supposed to his name right now too. Um 
but, but he was in um he was in one of Uibo's movies in the Postal, I think it was, the comedy one. Um so anyways, um that's that's Far Cry. So it's it's not great. Um if you just <laughs> if you're just a super fan of Far Cry, just want to see everything about it, then you can go ahead and look for it on Plex. But it's a Uibo movie. It is what it is. <laughs> so yeah, but we like to try to watch all the movies, good or bad, because sometimes it's fun to joke on these bad movies. And uh sometimes you get surprised and find a good movie. You never know. Um So Seth. Yeah. How many lives did you lose? Uh, I'm at four. I don't think I'm five. I don't think I, I was full five lives down. Uh, I'll say it four because I actually do think there was much worse things I've seen from him. And this was actually like okay to his standard of movies that I've given five lives down to. Uh, but it wasn't great. So I'm at four. And you're at like five lives. You're not coming back. You got game over. So, um, and Cav, you dodged the bullet. So good for you, but you you can't dodge it anymore. You gotta watch these things, man. And I just we gotta take this serious. This is a serious podcast. We're we're real about this. Do you understand? Yeah, uh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You gotta hit that. Uh, what's the name? Uh, from Seven Up. Uh, oh yeah, no, <laughs> nobody's gonna know that reference. Eric. <laughs> no, I thought you. I thought that's. Getting that when you're going, I thought you were getting that when you're going in that voice. Oh, hilarious! No. Yeah, no, no, I was just messing around. But yeah. Um. Anyways, uh, that's it for this podcast. Uh, I appreciate y'all jumping on with me. Um. So we have had a shift. So Eric and Kev, we're gonna be doing these more frequently with each other, if that's alright with y'all. So we're gonna try and do one again, maybe this Saturday, Sunday, or something like that. Maybe Friday. Just let me know what days y'all are available. Um, so the guys we've moved to once a month, we just did our recording last week. So it's not going to be till maybe second week of August before we get back together again. So then this podcast will be more of us week by week. And then we'll have a break whenever I do one with them. Um, so next episode, um, what movie do y'all want to cover? I thought I remember us talking, or you know what we can do? I think um no, I think that's next week. Never mind. Um we should we should pick something else, but next week um Twisted Metal comes out on Peacock. Oh. Huh. So that'll be something uh, we probably have to cover. Okay. So we gotta make time for that whole fucking series. Yep. 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 It's a movie based off video game, bud. It's losing lives, man. It is what it is. But before that, we need to put something on the books for next episode we do at the end of this week. Um, what? Uh, so I pick Far Cry. So it's either on you or Eric. I thought there was something else we said we wanted it's to do. Kev- it was on Kevin this time because I picked Bayonetta last time. Yeah, that's right. We did do Bayonetta last time. So. What you well, I don't know. I guess I'll, I'll freaking figure something out freaking uh message y'all or we, what we uh what we can do for next week because i right now i can't think of anything on the spot i thought there was something we talked about last episode <clears throat> we did there, we talked about a bunch of shit last episode i don't remember we talked about a bunch of shit every episode so um i thought there was something specifically about a movie we were gonna do after far cry and i'm i'm spacing on what it was um 
There's actually Plex has a quite oh, a Witcher. Did we say we were because we still got to cover Witcher too? Oh yeah. So I only watched season one. Um, I, I gotta finish season one. I, I think I watched like three episodes of season one. Okay. All right. I gotta. I gotta. I, I gotta rewatch. Uh, watch them. I would say we would do season two. Uh, but I don't know if Eric can grind that out or not, or if he wants to. Um, I can, I can, I can do like an episode a day. Okay, an episode like each an hour, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, um, there's only five episodes out right now because they're releasing the rest of the season later. Well, wait, that's season two or season three? Season three. Okay, so we would have to cover season two. I haven't seen. Okay, season two. so we have to go. Okay. We only covered season one on this podcast, so we would just do season two. Okay. Is, is Henry Cavill still uh, the main? Character? Yeah, he's going to be there until he... the end of season three. So, uh, if I'm not mistaken, right? Didn't he film the yeah. rest of season three? Yeah. No. Yeah, he filmed the. Uh... Because they're going to get your boy brother, yeah. uh, yeah. your Thor, his brother, huh? Yeah. Liam Helmsworth. Yes. Yeah, he's yeah. going to replace Liam him. Helmsworth. So look, this is what we'll do, Eric. You try and finish season one, and try and start watching season two. I'm gonna finish watching season two. I'm gonna start and finish season two. If you can finish season two, Eric, great. If not, we'll at least get you a couple episodes in two, so you can kind of recap to us one, and we'll talk some of two. Um, Kev, I'm assuming you finished season two already. Yeah, uh, I can kind of refresh myself on it. Yeah, but yeah I remember. It. Yeah, you refresh yourself on it, whatever. Um, but we'll just talk more season two on the next one, and then we'll try and cover season three on the next, because that's going to be a lot to try and cross two seasons, even if season three is only five episodes right now, still. Um, we'll just try and do what we can on season two. So that'll be the plan for next episode. Um, and I'll text y'all whatever stories and stuff that I get that come across for us to discuss. I'll try and text you ahead of time. Unlike this episode, uh, for the next one. So, um, but other than that, that is it. I appreciate y'all, uh, joining in on the recording and, um, yeah, I'll look forward to the episode. Sammy Savage 88 twitch.tv you can catch me there probably playing Street Fighter Diablo until Remnant drops so feel free to come you know, you know they got you know they got three day early access to uh, Remnant oh yeah they do if you yeah, pre-order the, the 20, if, if you pre-order uh, the Ultimate Edition which is like 20 bucks more you, uh, you get um you get three days early access and you get a uh, it includes three armor sets and some um survival pack and a survival pack. I'm not worried about that. I'll probably just get the basic version, the basic broke man version. That'll be the version I get. So I'm yeah, fine with that. I was, I was just uh. But that's good to know. know. No, that's good to know. Um, yeah, I just I don't know. Three days, yeah. Three days early access to Remnant Two. That's cool. That's cool. But um, but anyways, yeah, that'll be it. So uh, appreciate y'all. Later. Later. Peace. Uh, you want to get back on Smite? <laughs>